Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Drunk Tank episode 10. How y'all doing today? By the way, that stinger is amazing, but we got to get a new one because we're doing the podcast on Sundays now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ruined everything. Now I need to go and do actual work for this thing. <laughs> I know, right? But I still dig that stinger. I think the stinger is dope. I think it's really cool. Oh, speaking of uh, what we were talking about last week, I'm I have to go shopping for a tie and a nice dress-up shirt for the photo shoot thing you want to do. So I'm going to do that this yeah. week. There's a there's mm-hmm. a nice little there's like a there's a shop here in town where you can get like a, a decent dress shirt and a tie for like you know forty fifty bucks where it's not going to break the bank. So. Yeah. I mean, the other thing that you can do that we do here is you go to a really, really nice store like Hugo Boss or something like that, try on the suit, get pictures taken, take suit off, bye-bye. Oh, <laughs> right. well, uh, Bernadette's got this thing where she uh, she really likes dress-up, if you know what I'm saying. So, <laughs> so I've, been wanting to, I've been wanting to do something for her for that for a while, so this is just like the third... The third or fourth excuse I have to go get a <laughs> go get a nice shirt and tie, and depending on my budget, maybe get like a little blazer to go with it or something, a little sport coat or something. Who knows? I don't dress up well. Like I don't think I'm the. Anyway, sorry. Jumped into the middle. <laughs> Forgot to do the intro of the show. Uh, welcome to the Drug Take Podcast, episode ten. I am the Jabber John Docs Ryan today because this has been a weird day. That guy over there, oh, I did it right the first time and then fucked it up. That's Chris, my partner in crime. He's over in Scotland. Say hi, Chris. Hi. What's up, buddy? I'm just, I today, today is just, woo. Maybe it could be us. Oh, I got to update the stream title, too. Hang on. Uh, Vamp, do something. Talk. So unprofessional. I, God. I, <laughs> one joke in this whole adventure is to change scenes. I know. I, I'm so bad. Like, today is just like. Today, man, this has been a day. I'm like, I'm just all discombobulated. I, I, I think it's because I slept in. I think it's. You actually slept? Is yeah, that what happened? Yeah, I slept in. You had more than three hours sleep, and now you're <laughs> just completely fucked. Your brain's like, what, what, what do we do here? We're relaxed. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I think that's. Uh, I think that's it. I actually slept in. I got up at like eleven thirty. God, you lazy bastard! I know, right? I just, I just, I was. <laughs> I went to bed. I I wrapped up the stream with uh, Tim and the boys. The RPG we do on Saturday, and I was bullshitting with them for a little bit, and then I went upstairs and laid down with Bernadette, and we were talking for a while, just relaxing because we don't get a lot of. We don't get a lot of t- us time to just, you know, touch base with everybody. You know, touch base. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, and I just, I just, we fell asleep. And then I, nobody, I woke up at 7.30, took the dog out, and then walked back upstairs to go lay down because the dog jumped back in bed. <clears throat> and Bernadette was just snoozing away. I was like, ooh, okay, that, that sounds good. And then I just, I passed the fuck out. And then the next thing I know, it's like 1130 and I'm like, I should probably get up and uh, do something today. So I got up and I cleaned up a little bit and uh, I didn't didn't do a whole lot today. I I think that's my problem is I I slept in and didn't do anything. Like, so I'm like, 
You've needed that kind of day, but it's been a while since you've had just a day where you just done fuck all. Yeah, true, but but it's kind of like got me all like Bleh, for the rest of the day. But well, what better way to spread that than on a podcast? That's true. It's true. It's true. So, how was your week, buddy? Yeah, week wasn't too bad. Like nothing exciting, nothing super amazing. Uh, Rangers won today in the old firm. Fuck Celtic. Um, so <laughs> fuck Celtic. <laughs> other than that, like today's been a pretty good day. I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's like nothing really to call home about. It's, right. it's just been a okay, It's just been a week. That's that's all I can really say. Well, so. you said last last week was kind of banging with work, and then I know you mentioned something off off how you're just sort of this week has been like eh, kind of for work. So. Yeah, it's just been a kind of mech day, or mech week, really, for for work, so uh, hopefully in the next couple of weeks, everything will start smoothing back out again, but you just roll with it, that's, that's the bit, that's no point getting dragged in with it, just drink some alcohol and enjoy yourself. Yeah, your, your, work, your work week has been kind of meh, my work week has been crazy, because I worked a double, I'm training a new guy who's a flex, which means he's not going to be around. For very long which means i'm end up training somebody again yeah um and then we had like just a shit ton of people just coming in into the site just it was just it was nuts like i didn't the one day i didn't get to sit down at all like I was, god that I, must have been like a shock to your system i know like right? a security guard having to stand up <laughs> fucking hell well it's not that i don't have to stand up you ass it's um it was the so you had to actually work yeah, it was a lot of up and down. There was a lot of visitors. There was a lot of trucks. Like, the new guy was, like, a little overwhelmed. And I'm like, eh, it's usually not this bad. And he's like, well, this is a lot of people. I'm like, no, it's really not. You're just, you know, you. he's yeah. used to working sites that are less active than mine. But, yeah, it was it was up and down this week. It was, it was in and out. But, you know, I got to go hang out with my other child this weekend. So that was fun. And then. The kids here were relatively good, and we had a good weekend, so can't complain. Uh, what are mm-hmm. you drinking, buddy? Yeah, everything. Everything. <laughs> well, the the beer of choice that I've went for is something that is making my. With I've put it somewhere. I've put the can somewhere. I don't know where it is. I am in a bad shape. Oh, that's there. Um, it is. There's a brewery in Glasgow called Drygate. It's a Drygate brewery. Uh-huh. This is their fierce stout. Which is peanut butter and chocolate. Oh, nice! And it's imperial stout with cocoa nibs and peanut flavouring. And I have to say, it's not that good. It's not. Or that for good. me anyway, me anyway. Like the one last week, the peanut butter jelly, like that was mm-hmm. that that was that was something. Like I could drink that. This one just seems. It's it's just there's. I don't taste chocolate. I don't taste peanut. I taste a lot of stout, but not in a good stout, like not in a Guinness way. Oh yeah. But it has got that. It's like it tastes like a cheap Guinness, in a way. Knock like off that's that's the best way. I'm 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 just not feeling it. So I've poured myself also a glass of my ginger wine and a glass of uh, liquor forty three. Yeah, you so were... I've got a nice. 
You were mentioning that off stream. What the like? You, I know you sent a photo in Discord. The bar, the bottle looks really good, but like, oh yeah, like what that's, the that's fuck is fucking, it? Like, look at that gorgeous thing. I know that's classy looking. But yeah. you, you no, said it had like forty three flavors in it or something. It's forty three ingredients. Okay. It literally says, "Welcome to Liquor Forty Three, the world's most versatile liquor." Explore this miraculous golden sensation and its wonderful array of serves. Like I've, I sent you the website uh, mm. to the actual Liquor Forty Three, um, and right. they've got a whole bunch of recipes to use it on. Basically, as I said, it just tastes like pure sugar, but it is smooth as fuck. Like it is just, it is so nice. It just it goes nice. It feels nice. As I said to you, it's. It's it's like a caress on your tongue. Yeah, a caress of diabetes. Oh yeah, like it coats everything, and you just feel it clogging every artery in your system. But it tastes good, right? So, yeah. And obviously, my ginger wine is just like that's that's the ball tickler. <laughs> Their website's really fucking like. Swanky too, man. Oh yeah, they went all out on that shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're they're they definitely paid a web designer for this website. Holy shit, man! Like when I went on it, I thought I had to go and put on a suit and tie just to look at the website. It was that kind of it's like fuck. This is like I, this is classy. It is. I'm drinking it for the bowl. <laughs> <laughs> That's because you're you're classy yourself. Exactly. But yeah, dude, they've got like so many fucking. They got the Porn Star Forty Three. Oh god, I gotta read this recipe to y'all. The Porn <laughs> Star Forty Three. Okay, it's a uh, fifty mil. Wow, uh, fifty mil. That's a lot. Oh, ounce and three quarter. My bad. I don't know the metric system. <laughs> so I was gonna say fifty mils. Know that much? <laughs> so fifty mil. <laughs> fifty mil liquor forty three. 30 ml of vodka, 20 ml passion fruit liqueur, uh, 20 ml lemon juice, handful of ice cubes, half a, pa- a passion fruit to garnish, dry shake with an egg white. Not bad. I'm not big on sounds passion fruit, though. Good. That I'm sounds not, pretty fucking good. It actually sounds good, but I'm not big on passion fruit, though. Mm. But yeah, I mean, I don't... Hmm, I don't know what it tastes like. I don't know how that's going to taste. Like... You know, how that's t- I can't really like it's not it's not a whiskey. It's right. definitely not a whiskey. It, it doesn't, doesn't have taste that. like gin. It doesn't taste like whiskey. Uh, it tastes of its own thing. It's like I feel as if this is like trying to explain Izim yesterday what Iron Brew tastes like. Right. Like Iron <laughs> tastes like Iron Brew. Like it. It's not a cola. It's not a bubble gum. It's not a doctor. It's Iron Brew. That's that's what it tastes like. Right. It's hard to explain that one. Whereas this this tastes like liquor forty three. Like I can't really like you can taste as if like if you were to go and make yourself a cup of tea uh-huh. and you take your granulated sugar, what uh-huh. you do is you just dip your tongue in it. Ah! But it's smoother than that. It just right. it has that sort of like you can you can taste the sweetness, you can taste the sugar, but you can almost taste every fucking ingredient that they've put into that thing and like i couldn't even tell you what ingredients are actually in it yeah i was trying to look up what it what's in it and I, I, they're like stymieing me 
But yeah, from what I can tell from the, um, it's, it's like, it's like asking what curry tastes like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it tastes like curry. Yeah, it tastes like, well, that's the thing, like, I don't know, like, I've never worked with Liquor 43, I've never tasted it, so from a, like, a, a former bartender perspective, I'm like, what can I, what can I, what is this going to taste like? How do, how do I, I mean, it does say that it's also known as Colt 43. I don't know if that's maybe the American, because it's a, Liquor 43 is the Spanish, it's mm-hmm. in Cartagena, but it does say that it's also known as Colt 43. Oh, okay. So it's it's like the lesser cousin of Colt 45. So that's probably a smooth... Right. Uh, I'm here for the show. Don't let me know. Ah, no worries. Is a beer-like drink? Yeah, I don't know. I mean... I'm looking at the recipes, and it looks like it could be good. When I'm, when I, from what I'm looking in the recipes, it definitely is uh, on the sweet side of booze, like an aperitif. Or, yeah, or, oh, yeah. definitely. Like, this is not something I would not say. I mean, the reason I got it, and let's go down the drunken Scotsman story time. Well, that's what we're here for. It's the opening round. <laughs> I got it, the first time I tried that was about two and a half years ago. We were at a race weekend in Germany, and one of the Dutch girls, uh, she brought it with her. Now, at this point, I was, I mean, I was, like, almost falling down drunk. I was right. I was away with it. I was having a great time. I was with the fairies. But you um, weren't vodka but, drunk. No, I was the vodka drunk. I was beer and whiskey drunk. Uh-huh. So I was having a good time, and I knew where I was. Mm. And she brought this in, and she was like, oh, have a wee try of that. But she poured me a glass, mm. and it was that kind of way. I drank it, and because of how smooth it is, it was just like you were drinking like a Coke. You just, oh, that's actually really, really good. And I turned to her, oh, no, that's really nice. And then that's when she, it was the kind of, oh, what? no, you sip it. Like, you don't, <laughs> you don't drink it. I was like, no, it's actually quite nice. And then half a bottle later, I then discovered that you do not drink drink. Yeah, you sip right. it. It's a sipper. You have it, you you pour yourself a beer or a, or a whiskey or a vodka or something like that, and then you pour yourself one of these. And just in between every couple of drinks, you just a wee sip, just palate cleanse, that kind of thing. Um, you do not down half a bottle because you wind up going away with said Dutch woman <laughs> and not returning for four hours. That's what happens. That can't be a bad That's, thing, no. That's liquor forty three for you. <laughs> that can't that can't be a bad thing though. Oh, it's not a bad thing. I had a great time, but <laughs> it's more of a just be careful because it might not be a lovely Dutch woman next time. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, it might yeah. be Igor from Russia that has a little. He's a little rough, but maybe you like it rough. I don't know. Maybe maybe Igor is soft and tender. How do you know? Yeah, if Igor's soft and tender, then I'll give him my number, but it's <laughs> neither here nor there. It's not going to be a lovely Dutch woman. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong there. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, I, oh man, I was that way, like, when I was younger, like, when I first, when I was first introduced to sake, like, good sake. You went away with Russian guys? No, 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 no. All oh, right, okay. Yeah. Oh, you're talking about the state you were in, right? Okay. Yeah. I thought no. we were going down dock shares all kind of route here. No, when I was in college, I experimented with Russian dudes. That's for the only fans, <laughs> goddammit. <laughs> Speaking of which, I have been asked repeatedly by multiple people about docs, when are you doing the only fans? I'm like, 
that was an inside joke. And everybody was like, no, it's not. And I'm like, really? Really? Y'all want me to do the OnlyFans? And a bunch of people were like, well, yeah. Erotic fanfic, bro. And I'm like, fuck, man. I, I can't escape it. I'm seriously. But Are you going to dip? Huh? Probably. I'm, I'm probably going to have to do it now with how many people are bothering me about it. Well, you yeah. made the meme. You kind of make a meme, then I, 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 I did make. I only made a meme because people were fucking questioning me about it. But that's that's what happens if you make a meme. It has to happen. You can't <laughs> do that and then expect that everybody's going to forget about it. No, you have to. You've implicated yourself. Tim is already excited. Are you going to tell Tim in chat right now that his dream is going to be destroyed? You tell him. You look him in the eyes and you. Tell that you look at his face, and you tell him that it's not happening. On you go, <laughs> Tim. It's happening. I just don't know when. <laughs> but yeah, no. My my original, as we went off on a tangent of OnlyFans, but my original, uh, my sake. Like w- when I started to learn how to drink sake, I you know I grew up in the states, so we don't sip shit because we, especially in the Midwest, you just. Getting drunk, let's go. You know. Yeah. So a buddy of mine, one of my one of my martial arts instructors, actually brought a bottle of sake out, and he was like, "Hey, uh, Docs, you know, you trained hard. This is what we do after the end of training. Now that you're of legal drinking age. By the way, lawyers in the corner, make sure if you're joining us for a drink, you are of legal drinking age for your uh, region, and drink responsibly. Don't drink and drive. Don't text and drive. Otherwise, Chris will find you." And he'll be wearing a kilt, and you don't want to see that. Yeah, I'll put a sheet <laughs> mask on you, and that'll be the end of you. <laughs> but anyway, we're in a weird, this is a weird show. <laughs> we're like in a weird mood today. Yeah. Who knows where this is going to go? This, this could go anywhere. <laughs> we're, in, we're in a weird spot today. But um, so I was, we were training, and he, he hands me a, a cup of sake, right? And he takes a sip, and I'm like, okay, dope. Boom! Downs it! The look! <laughs> the look on this man's face. And this is like a seven-year-old little Japanese guy. He was teaching me karate at the time. The, the, the look on this man's face was, I will murder you and bury you in my backyard. And then, like, half a second later, I'm just like... <laughs> and he goes, you don't drink sake. You sip it, moron. And then he goes, really? now you can go do 500 push-ups. And I'm like, fuck! That's what you get for disrespecting an entire country? I didn't know! I was like in 21, and we had just trained, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. And it was in a little cup, so I was like, oh, it's a shot. No, not at all. <laughs> this motherfucker just sipped it, so I was like, oh, okay. No one can do 500 push-ups in one go. I could back then. I can't now. <laughs> but yeah, the look on that poor man's face is like, I will murder you. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. But uh, so tonight I am drinking. This is actually given to me by my ex-wife. She she got a six-pack of it and couldn't finish it. She's like, hey, do you like blueberry? I was like, yeah. So tonight I'm drinking uh, Fox River Brewing Company's Blue Bobber. It's a blueberry ale. It's actually really good. I've had a couple sips, and I'm, I like blueberry. I like blueberry and pomegranate together. I like all that shit, but um, um, it's really good, actually. 
It's not overwhelmingly blueberry, but blue, you can definitely tell the blueberries in it. Like there's mm. a strong, there's a strong play between the the ale and the blueberry in the right way. So there's 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 a very there's a very rich, rich but subtle blueberry flavor throughout is what I'll say. Yeah, and it, it really mellows out the 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 stronger hops. So it's a very mellow hops, but a very subtle blueberry. So it's a really it's a good drinker. I like it. It's it's I'm I'm really glad I took the six pack off our hands. So that's good. Yeah. I'll probably I'll probably I've got a couple. I'll probably sip a couple during the week actually, and then uh, two weeks from now I got to send you the list of the next six pack I'm gonna get. Yeah. So I'm gonna go to when I go to the store over the next couple next couple trips over the next couple days because I gotta go get milk and shit. I'm gonna write down a bunch of a bunch of the stuff in the pick six cooler, and then mm-hmm. uh, I'll I'll get like twelve or thirteen of them, and I'll, I'll send you a list and you can pick out six of them for me. Yeah, no, that's cute. Cool. But yeah, it's good. Like I'm, I was surprised. It's actually really, really mellow. I like it. It it's not as it's not as pomegranate forward as the pomegranate half whites in I had. So yeah, I, I like this. It, it's it's enough. How would you compare it to Outboard? <laughs> it's out, man. We dog outboard so bad. <laughs> outboard. How would you compare it to that drinking man's beer? Outboard is the gateway. <laughs> is the fishing man's drinker. It is. It is. It is the gatekeeper of the fucking drunk tank. <laughs> outboard. I know I throw so much shade at outboard, but outboard is so fucking boring as a beer. Like it is. You know, guys like my stepdad, who, you know, rip stepdad, he would drink Outboard because it's just, it's, it's beer. It's it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a leveled up Budweiser, but it's, it's still fucking, but it's still, I fucking hate Outboard. (laughs) I'm so sorry, Milwaukee Brewing Company. Outboard is boring as shit in one note. But it's not bad. It's really not a bad freaking beer. I was actually I was gonna wait and see how long it would take for you to notice, but I thought that nah, I've just gotta ruin your night there. If you notice that indifferent in my 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 collection. Right. Oh, do you have it? No, I don't have the outboard or anything like that, but there's a specific beer. Oh right the, yeah, I'm there. I'm, no, I'm I comp- no, I'm not acknowledging that shit. You not sure? Ag- no. I'm not acknowledging hey. it. No, fuck you. Such a good beer. It is not. It is not. Don't you dare. Don't you dare, sir. Yeah, it's a good beer. I literally went and spent £4.50 on three bottles yet. Oh, God. You're such a horrible person. You know that. Gonna say, I'm going to get a bit of lime. Put the lime in it as well. Just, oh, to, just to add that little. But... God, what are, you, what are you, a fucking TikTok girl putting lime in it? Jesus. It's tequila. You're going to put lime no, tequila? No, no, you don't. You do not do groceries with tequila. <laughs> tequila does not need groceries, asshole. If you got to have groceries with your tequila, something's wrong with you. you How do you do a shot of tequila? Where's your salt? Where's your lime? That's groceries. You don't do it. You do tequila crudo. You do tequila straight up. You know what bartenders think of people, specifically dudes who do tequila shots with groceries? So why do you serve it? Huh? Why did the bartender sell it? I never did. Huh? Fuck them. Huh? I gave it to the ladies, but I didn't give it to dudes. 
That's discrimination. You're you can right. Cancelled and locked up. If you come in my box, if I want to have lime with my tequila, I should be allowed to. That's because you're a skirt wearing <laughs> pussy. <laughs> Goddamn, we're in a mood tonight. He is, Tim. He is. Like, it's all coming out. I know. Cancel Docs. He's a sexist asshole. He won't give men groceries with their tequila shots. Because they're fucking weak. I know. So we're going to start putting it in with beer. Since <laughs> no, we couldn't get no, lime. No, we're not. You don't put fucking lime in. Just don't drink that shitty beer, Chris. I'm going to drink it on. I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to send you pictures of me enjoying it. Why do you hurt me so? Why? Why? why I don't know. Why, I've questioned that myself. Do Do you like seeing me in pain for you drinking shitty beer? I mean, sometimes. <laughs> yes, Chris. Like, let's get it all out. <laughs> but anyway, we need to we need to rein it in. We need to be somewhat professional. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> I, honestly, man, it's 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 a weird fucking day. <laughs> well, I'll be the professional ones. Why don't we segue into your hot topic that you want to discuss? <laughs> well, it's not necessarily... I mean, it is my topic, but I think it's an interesting topic because we really haven't talked about it. Like, we talked a little bit about sports, but we haven't talked about, like, entertainment. Like, entertainment, as in, like... Uh, pop culture, what we're watching, what we're listening to, what we're reading. Um, you know what I mean? That's kind of where my head was at, and I can't spell. How do I spell entertainment? Entertain. How do I spell entertainment? Entertaint meant, but without the T in the middle. Hmm. There you I, go. I did spell it correctly, but the fucking thing was telling me I'm not spelling it right. Dude, I shouldn't have pre-game. Shouldn't have pre-game. You were pre-gaming tea. It's hardly fucking. <laughs> it's a weird day. Fuck off. So yeah, I think I think we haven't had this topic. Like we've we've touched on it briefly, but let's let's talk about entertainment for those of you for those of you that are uh on the stream. We uh we touched on sports a little bit, and we 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 come back to sports. But Chris and I really haven't talked about like entertainment and media. So Chris. Yeah. When when I say entertainment and media, what it what what comes to mind? Like, what do you, what do you think of that? You know, what's your first sort of thought on entertainment and media? Um, well, for entertainment, I think of TV shows, films, and stuff like that. Media, I think of overpaid cunt wads that get into everybody's personal, private business and use the power of journalism to completely brainwash an entire community and society. So I'm guessing you want to talk more about entertainment today. <laughs> no, I, I mean, yeah, but I kind of like where your head went with media because when I think of entertainment and media, I think of, like you said, entertainment is like podcasts, reading, movies, films, uh, TV shows, and music for me, and live yeah. streams. When I think of media, I again, like you, I think of fucking douchebag news reporters and just fucking yeah. talking head pundit assholes that want to, for the most part, usher in an agenda. And 
I, that's why I kind of why I kind of put it. I should put media on the now discussing thing period, but that's why I put the double the double title there, entertainment and media, because <clears throat> media in essence just is just any form of entertainment. But as as we've gone along and the years have gone down, there's that division between entertainment and media. Like, yeah, that was your first thought. So I don't know why. Why is that? Why? Why? Why was that our first reaction when we heard the word media? Because in the last few years, the media conglomerates and the the journalistic media and the news media mm-hmm. has taken such a forefront in all attacks. Really, like right. you think about it, like every time something happens. The news seem to be there. It doesn't matter if it's good or bad. The news always seem to be there, and it's just in the last few years they've kind of take the front runner. Uh-huh. Like it's kind of took over a lot of, like even social media. The media yeah. conglomerates have kind of taken over and pushed their agendas and send out their shitty newscasts of fucking Britney Spears has bleached her asshole. Everybody should know about this, even though nobody actually gives a fuck. Like, I, d- I don't care if John down the road bleaches his asshole. I don't care if Brittany does it. That's, that's... I don't care. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm here. I've no bleached mine, so that's that's as far as I'm, my interest in that conversation is. You gotta think about people bleaching their assholes under we come in. Is that, a, like, a thing for you? Like, that's, that's, I've noticed that. Being the old... It just seems the most intimate sort of thing I could think of Fair that enough. the news day kind of sent out. And Tim, if you bleach yours, that is power to you. Like, you fucking bleach it any way you want, because that is your personal business. If you get after it, fucking right on. Enjoy your life. Be happy. Just, we don't have to know about it. Right. It's, 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 not, it's, not, first, it's, it's not the first thing I need to know about when I open Twitter. Yeah, but, exactly. Like I don't have to be hearing about this deed granny and Brittany doing something. Like I, I don't need to know any of that. Mm-hmm. Like just let's let's go on. Well, let's be happy in the world. Well, I noticed too when when you were talking about the last couple of years. Have you noticed that the evolution of the word news has evolved to become news media? Yeah, but back in the day, it was just the news. But it's because they've taken over more forms of media. Uh-huh. Like, it started on the TV. Now they've taken the, like, say, social media. Yep. Uh, and, and avenues like that. So, yeah. yeah. So that's just the way it, it, it stemmed from it. They've just taken over everything. And they shove it down your throats. And they make you believe that that's what people want to know. And it's like, well, no, all you're doing is you're, you're force-feeding people information that they do not need in their life and making it sound as if they do when they actually don't. Like, if your life is that sad and pathetic that the drama in someone else's life is what you require in your life, then you need to rethink your game plan because there's something not working in your life if it's that boring that your time's getting taken up with somebody else that you have nothing to do with. Like, Mm -hmm. like it's, 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 it's what it's like, they're hardly these these celebrities are hardly sitting on Twitter going, Oh fuck. Jinty Fay fucking Edinburgh down the road has posted a lovely message for us 
Like, that's not how it works. They get up to million messages a day. They do not know you exist. Right. So why act as if they're above everybody else? Like, they're just another human being that's just doing their job. No matter what their job is, like, be it an actor or be it a doctor, like, they're just, they're just doing their job. Let's not rise them, raise them above everybody else. They're still a human being. Just, just let them be happy and do what they want to do. Yeah, I think I think part of that comes from the 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 news media cycle. From when we were kids, you know, you had the nightly news. That was it. Like mm-hmm. you tuned in at like nine o'clock. You you watched the nightly news, or or your parents watched the nightly news. You caught up on the world events, or the world events as your fucking yeah. country pre- portrays them. Which is in America, you heard about everything but the world. Um, but you'd watch the nightly news. You'd get your sports report, and then you get your weather outlook, and then you'd be on. But yeah. since the advent and proliferation of the internet, the news cycle has exploded into this yeah. 24-hour non-stop machine where there's always this this there's always new stories coming in and I noticed that from my experience and I'm not an expert, I'm not a journalistic integrity expert, but like a lot of the media now, especially the news media, isn't about the the story as it is, as much as it is about being first to get the first clicks on the story. Yeah. <clears throat> so a lot of times, like, you hear stuff like clickbait now, where, like, you back in the day when a news report came on, you were like, oh, that's not. But, but yeah, no, I get what you're meaning. Like, 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 before it used to just be, like, you had your news at ten or your news at six. Yep, was what we had here. But it was it was a kind of like I can remember when it got to the point where you had your morning news, where it was like this. It was it was less about a news story. It was more about the kind of starting your day. Yep. This is here's your things, and then you would get like the six o'clock news. You'd get the ten o'clock news. Right. That was what it was here. And then now you've got Sky News, you've got BBC News, you've got Al Jazeera, you've got CNN, you've got ABC. All these channels where it's it's twenty four seven, but the the thing that I've noticed is it's normally it's the same fifteen minutes in news repeated. Yeah, like they don't get new news stories. It's just it's oh this happened, and then fifteen minutes later they rerun that news segment. Then they rerun that news segment. Is like, oh, why the fuck did it, is this one? Yeah, I noticed like, that too. That it's a lot of repetition of the same story. And the other thing that before I kind of threw up in my mouth a little bit was it seems like the veracity of news stories has gone downhill like you see a lot more retractions where like yeah because they just fire in and just try to oh this is what's happened and it's like but no it has they you've just somebody's tell you this one thing but this is the, the the annoying thing about the retraction things is these people that call themselves journalists mm. will literally on one swoop completely derail and ruin a single person's life completely fuck it up for them and then expect a oh sorry is what's going to fix it it's like you've just ruined the guy's career because you went and said this shitty thing that if anybody said about you you'd fight them yeah so in that sense see instead of you finding a retraction see if you post a news story that's wrong and you have to say oh i'm sorry see the person you find with they get to not fuck at you they get to just Honcuff you, beat you until you're fucking almost dead, 
and then that's it. You can go on with your fucking life because you've ruined theirs. It doesn't matter if you retract it. That stigma sticks with them because everybody has their own agenda on what. Or he's just these paid off the news to say that. No, it's because the news story just went above what their integrity was and thought the public have a right to know. I they have a right to know that you're a fucking cunt. That's it. Yeah, and that's a great point because also with the with the the need to be first, and the fact that you have like this, oh, we'll 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 say sorry later. It speaks to a lack of editorial oversight in in uh, in the way news news media essentially is presented now, whereas mm-hmm. opposed at least in the past, we had that veil of like editorial integrity where. When a news story, like I remember when a news story came on as a kid, when Dan Rather or um, Bob Costas or um, who's another real famous Ted Koppel, right? When these guys came up, Barbara Walters, when these guys and these journalists came on, Mike Wallace on 60 Minutes, when they came on and presented a story or a thing, you had a, or at least I had a sense of, wow, that's that's something I should worry about. Like that's a, that's kind of important. Like, but now when I see a journalist or a news article, I'm like, I doubt it. I doubt, I like, I doubt the integrity of the reporting where back in the day, I never doubted it. And I don't know when that happened, but in a way I, and I know, I know anybody listening to this or anybody viewing it will be like, Oh, well, Docs, the news has always been propaganda or they only tell you what you want, but I don't know. For some reason, I just felt like older older news had more integrity behind it than it does now. And I, I, I don't have evidence for it. I don't have – it just seemed like I trusted the news media more not like yeah. then than I did now. Because you... The way I kind of felt on it was back then when I was younger, journalism was a profession. Mm-hmm. Now it's an invasion of privacy. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that's, that. That's the only way I can put it is it used to it, it always it used to feel as if it meant someone like they they took they had a standard, they took it seriously. Yes, yes. Like yes, when yes. you watch like when you watch old documentaries from like former newscasters and, mm-hmm. and stuff, they would always talk about how it was like their livelihood to make sure that the public got the best story. Yes. But now it just feels as if they just, they don't give a fuck what they're putting out. See, as long as they can put something out first, they don't care. They're just, they don't care if they ruin the life of someone. See, as long as they can brag about that they were the first one to do it. And it's like, that is not a good standard of living to have. You are like, I'm not saying that all journalists are are in the same kettle of fish because right. that's not how it is. But there's there's definitely a a level of journalism where the only thing that comes to mind is pathetic, sad, disrespectful, waste of breath. That's that's my personal opinion on it. Is just some of them di- like, in some cases, the world would be better off if it did not exist. 
Yeah, I you mentioned you mentioned that it was a profession and I remember I remember Dan Rather when I was younger giving a really fiery uh a real fiery speech about how it was the news's job to speak truth to power. It was an investigative yeah. journal's job to hold the wheels of power, the, the powers that be accountable. And now I just, I don't feel that's happening. No. It's, it's, it's more about access now. It's like, oh, I don't want to make, I don't want to make such and such politician angry because they'll revoke my access and I can't get the story. Or I don't want to piss off some athlete because he he won't let me in the locker room so I can't get the scoop. And to me, like, I would agree that it's, it's really sad because not all modern journalists are 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 fucking trash TMZ fucking bloggers who just want to like get the story out but it seems like there's not there's not the Bob Woodwards anymore there's not the Dan Rathers anymore there's not the Bob Costas anymore there's not the fucking Howard Cosells anymore like it seems like there's nobody at least that's being held up as a, yeah. as an icon of the journalist who speaks truth to power anymore, and I think Seeker mentioned it. And we try to keep it apolitical here, but it seems like fake news has really, really become the predominant sort of sentiment amongst yeah. the news media. Because I could tell you eight different stories that I saw flipping through CNN, NBC, Fox News, BBC. And it's just like, they're all the same, or they're all yeah. the same story from a different perspective. Like, if you watch, like, Fox News, it'll be slanted towards, you know, yeah. far right. If you watch MSNBC, it'll be slanted towards far left. If you watch CNN, they try to be in the middle. And it's like, can't you just report the story <laughs> without the spin? Yeah, no, exactly, and like the the thing with fake news, like I think what the problem is is both all sides are guilty of it because right. no matter what, like you said, it is it's a propaganda game. Mm-hmm. They're always gonna, you're always gonna put out the content that you want to push. So on on one side, like like here here's one for you that just shows you the difference, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Prince Philip passed away last week, right? Yes. It was the funeral yesterday for right? right. Now Prince Philip and the Queen have been married for seventy three years. That's a God fucking damn. long time. Right? That's a long so, fucking time. To most of us, you're sitting there and going, I'm not a royalist. As far as I'm concerned, the monarchy shouldn't be a thing. Right? That's my honest opinion. I just I don't see the point in it, right? Right. But again, I can understand why other people might, right? So that's that's cool. Like if that's what you I believe, that's why I would be, right. But at the end of the day, that was a little old woman that had lost the love of her life of seventy three years, mm. and you had news stories that these are the news stories from my side. It's the ones that want independence and the ones that don't want the royal family being a thing, right? So it's technically on my side to the fight, and they were posting up things like. The Queen tried to use taxpayers' money that was supposed to go to heating elderly people in Britain's houses to pay for the funeral. 
and you're like, oh my god, give yourself a fucking break. Like, that is the biggest load of bullshit that there is. She didn't take money off the fucking schools to bury her husband. And the fact that you would come up and even... So, and even at, like the news story didn't even say that was what it was. It, it said Queen tried to use taxpayers' money to pay for a funeral, taking it off schools and hospital. That was the headline. And yeah. then it started, ministers were asked if taxpayer money was potentially used. And you're like, a, so you don't even know. You've put out this whole big title that mm. she done it, but you don't have a fucking clue. Like, the woman's just lost her husband. Yeah, have some fucking respect. And it's like, that's for my side. And I'll happily turn around and tell my side, take a fucking jump off that bridge, because that is sick. Yeah. Imagine even in this time, in this moment, have some humanity and decency a fucking... A, a woman that's just lost her husband, like go fuck yourself. If that's if you honestly look at that situation and think fuck that that woman's using my money, she's no using your money. You're using your money. You're sitting on the dole. Fuck off. Right. Like it's yeah. just it's just such a sickening. It's that level of journalism that just pisses me off so much because you're like you're not even trying anymore. Yeah. Like, you're just anything to get a rise out anybody, you're just going to hit out with it. And it's the same on the other side. On the other side, they're claiming about, oh, the independence just wants to take all your money. And, th- and you're like, well, 10 minutes ago, you were talking about how we didn't have any money. So how the fuck can the independence people take more money that we've no got, that you claimed we didn't have? Like, just, just fuck off. Seriously, just stop. <laughs> Yeah, we, we've got a lot of that shit here, too. It's like, the minute something happens, everybody's like, oh, gotta jump the story. Like, the big one that I run into a lot, like, the big one I run into a lot here, and like I said, we, we're pretty much apolitical on here for the for the sake of conversation. At last, you can retire and give up this life of crime. Thanks for the bits there, Billy. I thought, the, I, thought I thought I had muted those. I muted all the big ones. That one's small. Um... The the big story that or, or the big one over here, uh no, no, you're fine, Bill. I appreciate it. Don't worry about it. It's it's easy enough to work around. It's not like the big voice line where shit goes crazy. But um the big one I run into a lot around here is like the the debate around gun control and the news the news coverage of gun control here in the States. Stop apologizing, you're fine, Bill. Um you hear all the time one side's like, They're gonna take your guns and the other side's like, No, they're not and the middle's like, well, maybe. And I'm like, mm, no. Um, to me, like, the whole, the way you present a story or an argument in the media should have a lot of uh, veracity to it. It's uh, it, it should have a level of integrity, especially, especially mm-hmm. if it's going to call itself the news. And one of the things yeah. you mentioned that I wanted to hit on is news in general, like you said, is, I know it's my fault, um, <laughs> news in general is propaganda, right? News in essence is propaganda. You're trying to tell a story to get a narrative across to the public. And you go back to like World War Two and like the way that World War Two was portrayed in the news media versus like over here in the Korean War or Vietnam mm-hmm. even, 
World War II was portrayed as the great fight against the evil dictator, the, the Nazi regime. Yeah. Like the fascists were going to claim the world, right? So it was all it was all this positive spin and this nationalistic pride. And then you look at the news media around Vietnam, the war that no one wanted, and it was, why are we there? You know, Afghanistan's the same way. Why are we there? What They yeah. can handle their own. Why are we not there? And it's like, I don't like, right, it, yeah, Tim, that, that's kind of the point I was working to. Tim said, news is only propaganda if it doesn't give the facts and all the facts. Yeah, that was what I was working to. You can... News should not be propaganda. News should just be facts, nothing but the facts, right? Yeah. Presented in a way that is palatable or understandable, not palatable, understandable to the layman, right? You take these big complex issues like uh, climate change that everybody's up in arms about. The news should just be, this is the science. Here's how it's broken down and how it affects you. But more often than not, we get, oh, well, the world is going to freeze or the world's going to melt. And I think, I think, like you said earlier, if that's the, if that's the way it's going to be, where it's just trying to get clicks and, and score points, yeah. don't, even, don't even have the news. Don't, no. I, don't, I don't watch the news anymore. I, no, I, I, I use internet sources to find actual, like, police reports on the things that are reported. I look for, uh, peer-reviewed journals when stories come out even the good news network even the good the happy ending stories we we go through i look for multiple sources on that story before i present it most of the time sometimes i just throw a good story in there because i'm like uh, i ain't got time but in general i try to i try to look and see if the story that i'm talking about in the happy ending has more than one sort of angle on it and if i'm a guy on the internet with a drunk podcast Doing more, more fucking fact checking than a major news conglomerate. Something's fucked up, right? Well, that's the thing. Is like, I, I genuinely don't even think we need these big conglomerates because, we don't. like, if I've noticed something on Facebook, is that everybody's auntie works everywhere. So they always know somebody that works at a certain place that got the scoop as to why the NHS does they have any money or how America is bankrupt. It's like there's uh-huh. every somebody knows their auntie that works there and knows the information that's going on. Yeah. So it's that like we don't need Fox News or ABC or BBC or STV. We don't need any of them because you just go on Facebook and somebody's granny knows Bill or Jamie or whatever that's worked there and knows what's going on and can tell us even though nobody else would be in that room with the prime minister that cleaner that one time that was cleaning up in the same room as them or knows what they were talking about at that very important meeting that had all-round security like so it's it's all good yeah even though the prime minister didn't know that they had that meeting she did (laughs) right she knew I think I think you make a great point. Is the 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 news media, and we'll we'll move on to the entertainment side here in a second. But I wanted I wanted to address this. I think the news media needs to evolve because it's going off the same presentation from like sixty years ago. Hello, I'm Ted Couple. This is the evening news, and then they present the story. That's not that's not the way the world consumes information anymore. Like you have so much, I tell everybody, and I'm gonna I'm gonna bang this drum. 
I tell my kids, you have the entire collected intelligence of the entire human history in the palm of your hand. So learn something. But also to that fact, you have multiple avenues to look for the facts of any incident or any story mm-hmm. in the palm of your hand. Do, do your own research. Exactly. And I, I think the news needs to evolve and understand that we're not gathered around the TV at 6 and 10. We're, we're not we're not sitting there um we're not sitting there waiting for Dan Rather and uh Ted Koppel and those guys to to let us know what's going on anymore. We can do our own research for the news. Well, here's something for you. Maybe this is a great fucking idea, right? You talk about the new the news evolving, right? What's one thing that the news or like people in general enjoy doing? And that's drinking. Everybody mm-hmm. loves just having a good time. That's why this seems to be working, is because I get myself so rat-faced and then just spout <laughs> bullshit. But maybe if we're going to be getting more suits and doing the fun little openings and stuff like that, maybe we open up our own daily news stream. Half an hour each night, we get completely drunk, and then we day the news. We talk about the shite that's going on while steaming, and all you'll get is the facts. <laughs> You're not wrong. I like that idea. Yeah. My liver might not, but I like that idea. <laughs> the Queen's husband died. It was awfully sad. There you fault. go. <laughs> exactly. There's your news. <laughs> this just in, my dog shit in the backyard. Something happened in America, as it does every fucking day. Dude, speaking of over <laughs> here, like I, I don't want to make light of a situation, but like, this this story tonight underscores how badly I need to get out of this fucking state. A bar I my mom used to bartend at and I used to work at had a fucking shooting last night. Three dead or three wounded, two dead. Like that I live in a relatively I thought small town. I know that bar. I've been behind that bar. It just makes me thank the gods that I don't go out and do that anymore. Like, at, at most, my girlfriend and I will go out to dinner. We don't go clubbing. We don't go to the bar. Like, yeah. it's just, oh my god, it is so fucking, it's insane. Like, I, I, I saw that come across my, I saw that come across my phone because, like, my family started texting me, hey, do you know that this place got shot up? I was like, wow. And that, that bar where it's located is, is in quote-unquote, a good area of town. Mm. See, I, that's just, it's, it's like, I mean, I feel for the families, uh, mm-hmm. the people that are involved in that, like, you, you shouldn't go out to enjoy yourself and no come home. Yeah, like, exactly. That just, that, that's just, uh, but it's, it's a scary thought process to think. When I go out on the town, my worst scenario that I think of is, oh, I might get into a bit of a scrap tonight. Somebody yeah. might be an arsehole and try calling me out. That's it. I don't go out to a bar and go, I wonder if I'm coming home tonight. Yeah, that was that was my first thought when I heard that. And I'm like, I'm not trying to make the podcast dark or whatever, but like when that came across, I was like, dude, I've been to that bar. The food there is halfway decent. Like they got a good pool table. They got a good dartboard, but I haven't been to that that bar in years. And my first thought was, 
Bernadette and I, we, I'm so glad we don't photo out anymore. Mm. Like it's, oh my god, that it just it it kind of took me, it kind of took me aback because that's a place I had work, I had worked there. I don't know any of the owners now, and I don't I don't know what the situation is, but yeah, it kind of blew my mind that that happened, and that just underscores how badly I want to get out of where I'm at now, this state. And I know every state's got its own problems, blah, 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 blah. But the place we're headed to is a smaller town. It's it's filled with, like, college kids and, and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, and this place is just, like, where we're at now is, like, there's a bar in every corner. There's a church on the opposite side. You know, it was an industry town with no industry now, so it's 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 dying. Right? So, I don't know, it's just, it's crazy to think that something like that would happen in, in, in my town, and in a bar that's quote-unquote in a good part of town. But, um, let's move on to the entertainment side of things, because I think I think we made great points about the media and how it needs to evolve and get back to presenting the facts. Entertainment, brother, like, what what is, what is entertainment, What what's your... What what are you into entertainment wise? What do you what do you feel about the entertainment industry? I mean, it's hard to have much a uh, opinion on it. Like, it's such an eclectic. Like TV wise, I actually don't watch a lot of actual mainstream TV. Mm. Like, normally if I'm doing something, I'll have like YouTube on in the background or Twitch right. on in the background. I've rarely actually watched TV shows or films now. Like, the last, what was the last movie? I can't even remember the last new movie I watched. That tells you enough. I watched 1917 about six weeks ago. Yeah, I heard that was really good. Uh, it was alright. It was a bit... If you have a brain, you start questioning things. Ah, but okay. that was, like, the last... Sort of newish movie that I watched. Like I've got some, I've got movies that I enjoy and I'll watch now and again. Like hands down, favorite movie is I always will be Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park is just a fucking stunning creation. The fact that I actually know how many times I've watched it, I have it memorized of how many times. I... You've mentioned, so, you mentioned how many times you watched it to me before, but I can't remember. 987 times because I watched that again last week. God damn, dude. I haven't even watched the movie that many times. I I watch it quite a lot. I've I've read the book like seven or eight times as well. Yeah. Like, I just... But I mean, like, the other ones, like, I've watched the other one a a good amount of times because normally I watch this one and then go, right, I'll need to watch the rest of the the, the series then. You gotta do it. Yeah, that's that's just kind of how it I do it, um, but there's there's other movies that I can't go wrong with. I always like I'll sit there and I'll scroll through Netflix. I'll go like that. Right, I want to watch a movie tonight. I'm just I'm going to change things up. I'm going to watch a movie and I'll scroll through Netflix or I'll scroll through Amazon. And at the end up, I either go I'm just going to stick on YouTube or I'll put on the same movie or program that I watch every time because I just. I just don't have the attention span of watching something. So if it's like, if you don't, it's 
see if somebody t- like sits me down and I watch it with somebody. Um, if I if I if I'm watching it with somebody, then I watch a film movie. That's fine. But me myself, I just even TV shows like I had TV shows which I used to watch uh, with like ex partners and stuff. Mm-hmm. But no, I just it turned out that I really only watched it because they put it on. Right. Like I enjoyed the show, but I never really. It wasn't a show that I would go. Oh, I need to watch that. Mm. Like the last series that I got proper into where I watched everything as it came out was Game of Thrones. Like yeah. I would wait until the new episode came out to watch it. I I liked Game of Thrones. That was it. Uh-huh. Like Game of Thrones, I started getting on DVD when Love Film was a thing. Right. That tells you how fucking long ago yeah. I used to get them yeah. sent. I used to get them sent for Love Film. Then Netflix, when Netflix sent you the DVDs, that's yeah. how fucking long it goes. Right. But it's like that was the last show I can I could honestly say that I watched religiously when it came out. Like as soon as nine p.m. on a Monday night, because America go to on the Sunday, we go to on the Monday. Right. And that was what I would do. But that was really oh no! I tell you a lie. The other program that I watched and I watched as a binge was The Witcher. I really yes. enjoyed The Witcher. The Witcher I binged really that. Good. And now and again, I will get a show where I will just randomly just binge it. Mm. Like, but there's other shows that I like where you know you can't really. Bojack Horseman, it's such a dark program that yeah. if you try to binge it, you end up becoming depressed, that like you go into that sort of mentality with them, so it's hard to really binge that, and then like, uh, there's another show called The Midnight Gospel, which okay, is like such a, it's, it's like an animated series, but they have such a profound it's like it's hard to explain. It's just something that you should really give the first episode to watch at least. Okay. And it's just it's they have such a profound chat and conversation about life topics mm-hmm. where it makes you think. Hold on a fucking minute. This is just like mind blowing. And you think it's, this should be coming for an animated series, but it's it's amazing. But. That's really, like, in TV shows and movies, I just struggle to really focus too much because after about 40 minutes, my mind just starts getting distracted with other things that's going on and I end up not having to watch the movie. So it's, like, it, it can easily take me three, four goes to watch a movie because I'll get so far and then go, oh, I need to stop it because it's it's lost my attention. And then I'll come back to it and watch it for that point on until it loses my attention again. So I'm like the world's worst person to watch TV with. Yeah, um, you mentioned a lot of a lot of interesting points that I want to touch on because you brought up some things. You brought up the fact that uh, attention span is one thing, right? Mm-hmm. For you, you have you're kind of all over the place. You mentioned you got ADD and stuff. Mm-hmm. For me. It's it's not so much attention span as it is I have so much other shit I'm doing that I don't seem to be able to sit down or watch anything. Right? Because and even if I do sit down to watch something by myself, let, let me clarify. I, I, I watch stuff with the kids. The last movie I watched was Raya and the Last Dragon. 
It was the new Disney film that they released. Uh, that was really good. It was it was formulaic and predictable, but it, it was it was well done. Um, the last TV show that I watched was the other night. I actually, while I was working, because I have two monitors in my studio, I had I was working on something for the stream, and I had Falcon and the Winter Soldier playing on the other monitor, so I could literally watch and work at the same time. But it seems like. That's my habit now. Like, if there's a show, I don't find shows, and nine times out of ten, I default to YouTube because I don't want to take a risk on a show I don't know anything about. So, like, I'll, I'll scroll through Amazon Prime or Netflix or Hulu or fucking Disney Plus, and I'll see a bunch of shit, and I'll be like, "Oh, that looks cool. Oh, that looks cool." But yeah. then I don't click on an episode because. I don't want to risk it being a show I don't like and feel like I wasted my time. But I mean, really, yeah. are, you, are you wasting your time if you're just kind of chilling and, and you know what I mean? Well, not really, because if you're on YouTube and Twitch, technically you're helping out other content creators yes. and that. Like, it might only be one view, but it's one view that could make the difference. But here's something, right? And I know Ross in chat and... I don't know if Zim had got Runty watching it. I think I know he watched the Lemmy show when I sent him it. But a show that's on Netflix and that that I always say everybody should watch is Still Game. It's a Scottish program, and it is one of the single funniest fucking shows you'll ever watch. Right. It's just so good. Now, what what's the show about? It's about a bunch of old people living in a scheme in Glasgow. And, like, it's it's just fucking hilarious. Like, the banter between everybody and the types of stories that come about. And, exactly, you can uh, relate to it. Like, I mean, I can we can relate to it being Scottish. Like, some of the things, like, see, when I was playing... Uh, visage and that kind of stuff, and I keep on saying that the the old woman Dolores that kept on jumping out, I was like, back off, you spooky bitch. That's from Still Game, because oh, okay. there's a scene in it where that's a, a quote that comes for it, so it's it's just such a... it's It's got so much a feel-good, like, even in the sad moments that they do portray, they always end on the fucking hilarious, and it is, it's like, some of the stuff, like, I can understand it, and some of the stuff, unless you're Scottish, you wouldn't understand just, like, the the relation of it. Like, but there's other things, like, they're walking down the street, and it's snowing, and they slip on the ice, and then the other guy comes across, ah, uh, it's it's these permagrips that you want, nine ninety nine for that, and then he goes in his ass and off, and it's like, oh, I'm going to put him in the fucking boys. <laughs> Yeah. Like it's it's just those kind of it's like real life stories, but it's comedy, and it's it is it's just one of the funniest fucking shows that you can you can get around to. It sounds like a Scottish version of like uh, maybe I'm misinterpreting it, but it it uh it sounds like a version of the Golden Girls. It's a you said it's a couple older people just hanging out, eh, living I life. I would not. Say it's on that 
playing field, like still games in its world of its own. Okay. Like, like it's it's definitely it's it's not quite that style of old people. Mm. Like it's the 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 actors that play it are actually in their forties and fifties. Okay. They just oh. dress up as older people. It's just oh, okay. the characters that they play. It started off as back in like the late nineties. These two mm-hmm. comedians started a skit show. It was called Chewing the Fat, where they just had skits in a program, and they had other actors that would play other parts. But one of the skits was about these two people, Jack and Victor, that were elderly gentlemen that just just had the Glasgow life mm-hmm. and. It was that well received that they decided they wanted to have an actual TV show of just Jack and Victor. Okay. And it sort of just portrays the life and the daily life of these two old people with their friends. And it's like some of them having to try and get back to work and the other ones are getting steaming and trying to steal alcohol. And it's just there's so many just scenes that I don't want to say too much to Guy spoilers away it's oh. just something so you just so need it's to slice watch of life. it's a slice of life sitcom <laughs> um again in in generality it, it's it's like a slice and it's a slice of life sort of tv show i don't know what a slice of life is a slice of life is you you hear it more in anime uh, a slice of life genre show is basically it focuses on people, friends, and their families, and what they do to get through their daily lives. Sometimes it's wacky adventures at like the bus stop, or it's dealing with a death yeah. of the family. So it's 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 not a rom com. It's not an action adventure show. It's a, it's a it's a slice of life comedy, basically. Yeah, like I that's that's pretty much it. Kind of it portrays the lives of this small community. Okay. And it's the daily lives of each character. Like, right. there's like in one episode, all the characters will have like a different story. Yes, kind of going on, but it's all wrapped together. So it's similar. So similar in that in that genre would be like Friends, How I Met Your Mother, things like that. I could, I can see the correlation between them. It's like a Scottish old ver- people version yes. of Friends. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, that's that makes sense. sense. Yeah. No, that but makes total sense. I would definitely say get a watch because once you start watching it and just the comedic ventures that come with it, mm. it's just it's just fucking hilarious. It's Scottish humor at its finest. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. One of one of the things I noticed too that I've been watching that I watched lately is um when it comes to entertainment, I can't Outside of Raya the Last Dragon, I can't tell you what movie I watched last. And then I noticed that if it's not an action adventure show like a Falcon and the Winter Soldier or like a Hawaii Five O or like a like a sci fi show, I don't really tend to watch it like on TV like TV shows. But yeah. yet when it comes to like YouTube videos I watch the creator's content regardless of genre or or topic. Yeah. Have you noticed that like entertainment at least in the internet era for us like streaming it and YouTube most people will tune into whatever content's being presented if they buy into the creator. Yeah. Whereas people will buy into a show for 
the premise or the genre and then they'll yeah. get involved in the characters where it's the opposite with internet media or internet entertainment i think yeah no i, I could agree somewhat on that like when when you do think of like you'll discover content creators and then you'll enjoy how they handle and deal with their content and what content they put out. It's rarely that you'll find, like, you'll go searching for a specific thing. Mm -hmm. Like, you do tend to, like, I've noticed it myself, like, I don't tend to look for a specific game. I tend to look for specific content creators and what content they put out is what I watch, whereas on TV, it's less about the people behind the show. Mm-hmm. It's the show itself that I would look for. Yes, I agree so, 100%. I can, I can definitely agree with that premise on the, the differences between like old-school TV and new-age internet entertainment. Why do you think that is? Why do you think that, that sort of flip is? Um... I'm not too sure, to be honest. I've never really gave it that much a thought. Because I have, I've got a, I've got a, I've got a, I've got a working theory. It's it's rough, but I wanted to see if you had an idea why it is. I, well, I couldn't even hazard a guess as to what the kind of when and where the change happened. That one, well, I don't think it's when and where. I I have an idea of of why the why a lot of the internet. Uh, entertainment has become so popular over like your typical show format um i remember back in the day as a kid i watched the show because it was escapism like back in the day i would watch like knight rider airwolf uh baywatch yes i was one of those persons that watched baywatch who didn't watch baywatch but i watched the og baywatch i didn't watch baywatch hawaii let's get it straight all right I watched Pam Anderson slow run across the beach looking all kind of fine. And I watched Nicole Eggert. Oh, trust me. I watched old school Baywatch. Then they had Baywatch Hawaii. And it was like, clearly, you lost focus. But anyway, I, I, I noticed back early on that I watched the show for an escapist fantasy or like a power fantasy where you could be like, yeah, I'm... I'm, you know, watching this team of badasses do their thing, right? And now that I watch internet entertainment, I watch a lot of YouTube. Internet YouTube has become more of a relatability hook for me. Mm. Like, just just if you look at my my YouTube search history, like, just this past couple of days, you have Chapter Master Valrak who does, like, Warhammer 40k content. He talks about models and lore and shit. I yeah. watched uh, Philip DeFranco because I like Philip DeFranco's pretty much as best as he can be non-biased presentation of news stories, which, why would I trust Philip DeFranco more than big news? I don't know. Maybe it's because he actually, you know, gives a shit. Um, <laughs> I watched Philip DeFranco. I watched, um, who else did I watch this week? I watched Jacksepticeye's Mean Time because it was hilarious. And Jack is Jack is one of those characters that you could see why young kids like him. But there's something about the way his mannerisms and his energy and the way he's so genuine and the way he laughs at himself. Yeah. That, but I didn't watch any of his other videos. I just watched Mean Time because it was funny to me. 
Yeah. But but then I also watched what else did I watch? Um Sorted Food where they were doing like food battles. I watched that. I watched uh, Vincenzo's Plate where it was an Italian an Italian guy just ripping people to shreds on their not carbonara like I think it's a, a it, for me internet entertainment which is a shitty word. I I hate entertainment, but um I think it's a relatability thing and partially what I watch is for tutorial like when I watch Vincenzo's plate it's an educational thing for me is is a better term YouTube is kind of like an educational thing for me cuz I watch cooking tutorials and cooking shows to learn different recipes I watch Philip DeFranco to be informed on what's going on I watch Jacksepticeye for just comedy and shut my brain off but then I watch yeah I watch other creators to kind of like relate and see what's going on in their world where I watched the Falcon and the Winter Soldier to have that escapist fantasy. Does that make right. sense? Yeah, no, that makes sense. I, I, I do think like, like with the likes of streamers, like I have been watching Jacksepticeye since oof, 2012, 2013. Yeah, right before his big, like, like right at his big blow up. Yeah, like I would say, I mean, I don't watch as much as that kind of stuff now, um, just because I always felt as if it was sort of created for a younger audience right. now. But there was a lot of streamers that I used to watch back then that I don't like. I mean, I used to, like everybody will probably give me shit for it, but I used to watch PewDiePie every video he put out. I would watch because I genuinely at that point enjoyed his content. Shout I found out to it the nine-year-old army. Like, see, like the likes of like his horror mo- pro- videos and stuff. Like that. I just genuinely like the content. Again, I don't watch that stuff now. Mm-hmm. Um, it is more like you don't relate one to it thing. anymore. Well, it's not that I don't relate to it anymore. It's just that they're a lot more like gameplay stuff. Or just looking for comedic effect, whereas right. like at the moment the 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 main sort of streams in YouTube that I've been watching recently are uh, my Critical Role, which I've been I getting into a lot. Love Critical Role. I'm so far but behind. What makes it funny is I seem to be in that sort of role play timeline because uh, there's a couple of streamers called uh, Jeff Faviano. Basic, uh, Bay Area Bugs, mm-hmm. uh, Siv Ryan, uh, Northern Alex, they do GTA roleplay. Yeah, GTA on, like, like, um, RPG is huge right now. Yeah, well, I've been watching them for a good fucking like, four or five years. Mm-hmm. Maybe not as long as that, maybe three, four years. Uh, and it was just always, it was the roleplay sort of action that it was less about the relation, but just it seemed a bit more like it was storytelling. So it wasn't the same content just vomited out every time. And it's a it's a type of pro or content that you can just put on in the background and watch. Like like I was saying in chat, it's like, like I'm a background watcher. I'll have it on. I maybe have it buried under countless windows, but you can hear Mm-hmm. And the streamer or the content creator's voice when something's exciting's happening, and you can quickly get across to the window that it's on and just see what's going on. So that's how I watch. Yeah, them. 
that's a, that's an interesting thing because I do the same thing. Like if I'm working on something, like last night, uh, before the RPG started with Tim, I was I was lurking Zim stream and my buddy Hey It's Lone Star, and I had them both low where they weren't overriding each other. Yeah. And then if if something cool was happening, I pop in. But like, I. That's the thing. It's like multitasking and media or like entertainment have become such a big, such a big sort of way to consume entertainment. Like Bernadette does the same thing. Like she'll have a movie on while she's editing photos or whatever. And I ask her, Hey, are you watching it? She goes, no, I'm not watching it, but I have it on in the background. Like back in the day, you didn't have shit in the background. You sat down and watched it. Yeah. Like now, yeah, you are focused on. Yeah, now entertainment is is relegated to the background, while we work or you know work on projects, especially like guys like you and me or or any streamer, any content creator, especially you always have some sort of background thing coming on while you're editing a video, working on an overlay, designing an alert or whatever, and I I don't know if that's a a a symptom or a habit that's developed because you want to be productive and entertained at the same time. Right. Yeah. And then you brought up a couple of things I, w- I want to touch on. And um, I want to hit on those. You mentioned critical role and GTA R GTA RP. Is it me or has the rise of like the role play genre really become an entertainment staple over the last four or five years. I think it definitely has. Like, the likes that, like, I've always known about, like, say, Dungeons and Dragons. Right. That's always been the first. But I've always known about TTRPG. Like, it's always been, I've known about it. I've just never been involved in it. And We're I going think to over do it again in few, September. Yeah. I've, I've, over the last couple of years, I think there's no denying that Critical Role's been a. Uh, forefront of the popularity growth mm-hmm. of that level uh, uh, RPG but I think over the last couple of years the sort of the societal opinion of it is sort of died down like it's oh it's a bunch of people that are just fucking playing dress up Mm-hmm. That was what it was always. Whereas now people are starting to understand, like it is an escape. It's an mm-hmm. escape from your life that you can go. And so what if it's pretend and make believe? But you right. can sort of be the person or the character you want to be. And there was a, I was watching a video about uh, the RPG, and they were talking about the safety tools that GMs have yes. anything, where it's like before and after a, a, an episode or whatever, you'll discuss, look, what did you think of this? To-? Because some people might react differently to a topic. Like like mm-hmm. some people are all like with a certain topic, but other people are like, no, it's it's fine getting dark, but I'm no heavy, you kill half a child. That right. sort of like thing, which is fair enough. But they were also talking about how it was... Uh, Liam for Critical Role was talking about it how he uses the Dungeons and Dragons as almost like a therapeutic release. Like he'll use it as a way to get rid of his demons. 
Right. Where he can put his passion in and things like that. And Marisha even said that there's been times where she's came away and she's not been able to sort of separate the character feelings to her. Like she's came away for an episode and she's felt angry about something that's happened in the episode. Yep. But it's not like a personal bit. It's more that it's just it hit her a wee bit more harder because it might have been somewhere in her brain. It happened. It was something relatable. Mm. And that was her emotions in it. And right. they also talked about how GMs have to look at that because if somebody starts using it as a way of like being aggressive to get things out or they're using it as an excuse to have their whole their their real opinions, be it racist, sexist, mm. homophobic, transphobic or anything like that. And it's like you need to really watch on that because that's where things can get dark with other players. So I think when you're looking at it in that standpoint and the fact that we're now in a time where mental health is at the forefront, yeah. I think that's also where people are starting to look at the likes of roleplay as an escape. Like like you said, when you used to watch programmes back in the day, it was an escapist of, I'm going to watch these badass heroes kick some ass. Whereas nowadays it's, I'm going to be that hero that kicks some ass. Yeah, that's I, where the changes. I want I want to jump in because you, as as you're relating, you were talking about how Liam was talking about how he can work through his demons a little bit. I think mm-hmm. the role play genre of entertainment that we're we're experiencing now on Twitch and on YouTube is uh is a new is a new evolved version of storytelling for one right you get you get great stories out of of great storytellers like Matt Mercer and Simon Helms and uh, a couple other GMs like Satine Phoenix from her show you get these great stories but then you get these characters that are played in these games that are not only badasses but they're relatable in ways in in the way that TV heroines and heroes aren't relatable because Take the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and Bill mentioned WandaVision earlier. When I watch Falcon and the Winter Soldier, that's that's Falcon and the Winter Soldier. They're they're superheroes. They're kicking ass. They're doing their thing, right? Yeah. That's not. I I can't relate to being the Winter Soldier. Like I ha- there's no relatability there. I haven't been a brainwashed assassin by the CIA, CIA, right, or Hydra. But when you watch an episode of Critical Role or Dice Camera Action or Dimension 20, the characters represented are... I'm trying to find the words to, to express what I'm, what I'm about to say. They're, they're relatable in ways that the Falcon and the Winter Soldier isn't because... We see the performer as a regular person, where in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, we see the Winter Soldier as the Winter Soldier. Do you know what I'm what I'm getting at, or am I not making yeah. any sense? No, I can I can so if I try really really hard, I can sort of get the just that you that you're coming with. 
I can I can sort of get the the gist of it. Yeah, I think I think Tim I think Tim hit it on the head. The characters start so normal or start as normal people, where in like a Marvel show they're 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 heroes. Yeah, and I, I think I think the role play genre and even I experience it on my on my channel. My role playing streams are consistently the highest or second highest thing on my channel because there's a connection to the players and the story that is more accessible than hmm. like uh, your Saturday morning cartoon I guess and i, I think i yeah. think that i think that's a, a wonderful thing that storytelling and, and real exploration of character has taken a forefront in like the D&D genre where Hacking and slashing at monsters, though it's still there, is no longer the primary focus. Yeah. It's become more of a complete experience where on a TV show, you can just shut your brain off and watch the pretty picture pictures wash over you and then think about some of the themes that have happened. Where in a role play show, the what's happening is more forefront because you're not distracted by the pretty pretty pictures. You are feeling, you're hearing the story as it's told from that character's perspective. I think I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm maybe I'm I'm reading too much into it. But that's sort of what I got from that. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. I, I, that's. I would say that's 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 pretty much hit the nail on the head. I would agree that that's how it is. There's less of a relatable feeling towards TV shows, or in my opinion anyway, like I know like everybody's entitled to their own opinion, right. people can still relate, but for me I just feel as if that sort of escapism, again, mm -hmm. isn't there anymore with most TV shows that I watch. Yeah, I don't know, like, man. I feel as if I want to be... Like, in, in this day and age, I feel as if I want to be challenged. I want to be, like, like I'll, I'll keep on going back to that Midnight Gospel, the way that sort of, it forces you to think. It makes you kind of go, oh, hold on a fucking minute here. That that yeah. makes sense. Um, I mean, I do still like the likes of those programs, like, as I said, Bojack Horseman, uh, Archer and stuff like that. It's just, it's, it's comedic. But it's... I just feel as if similar is the kind of the news thing. I feel as if humanity's evolved and entertainment and media just hasn't quite caught like you look at the the treatment from society in the likes of content creators and streamers, you're just lazy bastards that yep. get paid to play video games. Like and that's again is that society has not evolved. Entertainment has not evolved with the times. We are in a time now where this generation or these generations from now on want something different. They don't want the same shite that's been gone right. since the forties and the fifties and the sixties. Because it's still is it like you said, you brought it up. You said when you watch the news, they still start it the way they started it in the fifties. Yeah. So hi, I'm such and such. Welcome to the evening news. It's still the same. They've not changed anything. 
It's the there's a, a guy or a woman that sits there, talks a lot of bullshit that you don't need to know, or they talk a lot of bullshit that you do need to know, but they don't tell you you need to know it, or don't tell you in a way that makes you go, fuck, I need to listen to this. And it's the same with TV, TV and, and, and movies, is that I just feel as if you need to really use a fine code to find. Like, uh, Bill Bob had said about uh, that Godzilla versus Kong mm-hmm. is such a good movie, but it's like, you don't hear about a lot of people talking about how good a movie's been that you need to watch. Yeah, I yeah, I really haven't. Like heard a recently, lot. I've not no. heard, like the King Kong or the the Kong versus Godzilla is one that I've heard quite a few people say you should give that a watch. Other than that, I can't think of any other movie or TV show that the still game has been gone for years. Mm. That's why I would turn around and say, "Oh, you should give still game a watch." There's like fucking eleven seasons or something like that. And, and it's enjoyable, but I can't remember the last time in the last year that somebody told me you should watch this movie or watch this program because it's really good. Yeah, I. It seems like the word of mouth recommendation, you're right, has sort of died down. Yeah. Um, like the last one that I I had anybody recommend to me was The Mandalorian. Like everybody was like, "Yo, this is this is the new Star Wars. Like, you need to check this out." Yeah, but I think, and you mentioned a lot of things when we did this podcast. But you mentioned that um, viewers or consumers of entertainment want to be challenged now, and I would agree with that statement because a lot of times our entertainment is about escapism and escaping the world, right? But mm-hmm. now, I notice that a lot of people want to to really look at a theme or look at a look at a a presentation of a story and kind of have their their perception challenged a little bit. Like, um, I'm talking about the Falcon and the Winter Soldier a lot because it was the last thing I watched as an entertainment piece. Yeah. There is a storyline in that show where they talk about the first black or the black super soldier, Isaiah Bradley, and what happened to Isaiah Bradley. And Isaiah Bradley's story is an allegory for the Tuskegee experiment, which for those of you that don't know what the Tuskegee experiment was, and I don't know all the details, so if I get it wrong, don't crucify me. Basically, it was a bunch of African-American soldiers were taken to a base in Tuskegee, Alabama, and injected with the syphilis virus to see how their body would react to it, which ones grew immunity, which ones succumbed to it, so that our soldiers, you know, when they were over there, if they had been, if they had slept with women that were infected with syphilis, we would see how it would be, you know, affect them. Mm. It was fucking bullshit. It was wrong 100% of the time. Like, don't give me... Like, I'm not... I'm not saying that it was justified in any way. That was fucking bullshit. But Isaiah Bradley, in the story of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, was his unit of black soldiers were given recreations of the Steve Rogers Captain America Super Soldier serum. And Mm. one by one... People of his unit died off through various means. Well, Isaiah Bradley survived. And instead of being heralded 
as the African-American equivalent to Captain America, he was in prison for 30 years and experimented on. His blood was taken, and he was shunned by a, a government program that created him. Now, this is also an equivalent to what happened to a black lady, and I forget her name. I'll look it up later. Her, She was locked away in a hospital for 30 years because her body um, reacted to cancer cells in a way that led to the first development of cancer meds. Her blood was taken because her body naturally generated antibodies that fought cancer. So her blood was used against her will and she was locked in a in a in a hospital and her family wasn't informed for over 30 years where she was her blood was unauthorizedly taken to provide a base for the first cancer drugs that came out. So the Isaiah Bradley storyline and this woman's story and I'm I'm not doing it justice. I can't remember her name off the top of my head and I don't want to say the wrong name cuz I don't want to disrespect it. But Isaiah Bradley, like Falcon and the Winter Soldier, approached this very dark, very different topic, and I was all about it. I didn't view it as woke or SJW. I viewed that storyline as a challenging narrative to to the to the narrative that Steve Rogers is the only Captain America. Like the fact that a show like that that's pure entertainment would challenge a viewer to think of what happened to Isaiah Bradley to make a judgment call if it was right or wrong, not many shows that I saw as a kid would have the balls to do something like that. But entertainment media now is slowly doing that. But a lot of times things like the Isaiah Bradley story would be you're trying to score woke points or SJW points. And I didn't see it that way. Because you, you said that viewers want to be challenged and i did when that isaiah bradley storyline hit i i was all for it and uh tim said isaiah went a wall saved several yeah he basically saved yeah he saved his comrades who were on a mission got captured and then got in prison for it but i really like that storyline i like that genre like you said what was the the show where they were talking about life and stuff and making questioning. At the Midnight Gospel? Yes, Midnight Gospel. Sorry. Um, I want to consume media like that. I, I want to look at entertainment like that now. Whereas, mm. as a younger person, I just wanted to be entertained. Yeah. And, and I think that's an interesting dichotomy of of the way our entertainment consumption habits have changed. Yeah. No, I agree. Definitely agree. Uh, last thing I want to touch on on the entertainment space is uh, it affects us. Uh, podcasts. Podcasts are huge now. Right? It seems like everywhere you turn, somebody's got a podcast and they're doing well. <sighs> Why? I think podcasts like YouTube gives you a an insight and relatability to the person behind the mic or behind the camera. Because it's a regular, for the most part, it's an average dude or chick or other, to be respectful, um, relating their experience of topic or telling stories of their life or trying to educate somebody 
through their experience. So, what what do you think about the podcast genre in general? I mean, setting your bias aside for the fact that we have one, what what do you think of the rise of podcasting? I think it also stems to the whole media thing, and that when it comes to podcasts, it's even though there's still certain rules that you have to abide by if you want on like Spotify and Apple and Amazon, Google, that's 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 the given. But what I think the difference is is the with the likes of the news, people are swayed by money. Like anybody can pay a news story or look, read this report out because it paints us in a good light. Like that's easy enough. I you can do that with podcasts, but I think podcasts are still at that level where they're genuine. Yes. It's genuine people with genuine opinions that are not swayed by outside interference. Mm-hmm. Like, I, can, I understand, like, in most times when we are talking, as much as I'll sometimes challenge you, it's not that I don't agree with you or yep. not that I'm on the same side as you. It's more that I like to try and challenge you to put out more facts to kind of reiterate the point right. kind of thing. Yeah, so that's the same with me. Anybody with else, yeah, like, so if anybody is listening, then looks up, they can see, well, all the facts have been laid out. Is it just that we went and looked at one news story and that's it? Like, we do actually do research. Like, yeah. it might seem fucking crazy to people right now in the state that we can get ourselves in. But leading up to this shit, we actually... I read things. Yeah, like, me too. That's how it is. But I think with the podcast sort of life, it's... As I said, it's it's people of the public that are just they're saying how it is, they're saying how they feel it's they just, it's them it's personal, it's their personal belief without being swayed I mean granted like you, you might have freedom of speech but you don't have freedom of consequence you can say whatever you want but it doesn't mean that somebody's not going to fuck with you for saying it yeah, that's, that's how it is. It's like, yeah, you can turn around and make comments on black people, but it does mean that your job's going to keep you hired, your family's going to still talk to you, uh, people in your neighbourhood are going to spit on you as you walk by. That's consequence. You don't have freedom of that. Yeah, but... don't don't give. I don't mean to interrupt. Don't get me started on the free speech shit, because goddamn, <laughs> does that piss me off? Like, all right, let me let me say this succinctly, and I don't mean to interrupt. I gotta because I'll rant about this for three hours. One, freedom of speech means, yes, you can say whatever the fuck you want, and the government cannot punish you for it. Two, freedom of speech does not mean the motherfucker next to you won't punch you in the mouth or call you out on your bullshit and have you accountable for the shit you say. Yeah. So if you say some bullshit or spout some fake-ass fucking facts, and I say that's bullshit... You can't sit there and go, oh, free speech, free speech, free speech. Free speech doesn't mean you can spew bullshit and fake shit. Free speech means the government cannot imprison you for the choices or for the words you use as long as you do not perform slander or liable. That's it. You can't sit there and bitch as a white supremacist and say, well, I was only using my free speech 
Sorry, bitch. Yeah. That's not how it works, you racist fuck. Now, my yeah. brother down the street, who's a 400-pound weightlifting, bodybuilding black dude, has consequences for your ass. Yes. Like Chris said, free speech does not make you immune from consequence. That's all I'm going to say about that, because I can go on and on. But anyway, I didn't. I had to get it off my chest. So I just, yeah. But go ahead. I apologize. But yeah, like like you still have to like go with that. Like what you say in a podcast, you can still be held accountable for. Um, but I just feel as if in podcasts they're not they're not swayed by popular opinion. I mean, you do still get podcasts that are mm-hmm. swayed in that sense, but in most cases, it's not the popular opinion that you're hearing. It's the opinion of the person saying it. Like I. Somebody that's on a podcast, me turning around and saying that most journalists are cunts <laughs> could land me in hot water, but right. it's my personal opinion. I think they're a waste of space. The way they, they just fucking ruin people's lives and don't give a fuck about it, but then cry when you turn around and go, I'm going to fuck at you for saying that. Like, that's that's the level of the time, but you wouldn't hear another news story like talking like that. So, yeah, I like how you said so-called journalists too. Because there are real journalists out there. Oh yeah, there's definitely real journalists out there that are doing the right work. They're they're still challenging that power. They're still challenging the authority. They're holding people accountable yes, for sir. their life choices. But there's a difference between holding somebody accountable for their life choices or making up accountability for life choices that did not happen. Yeah. There's yeah, a big difference between that. Like some people are looking for the 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 betterment of society, and some people are looking for a payout. That's that's where there's a fine line between that and journalistic values, if that still exists. But, it does. It's rare. Yeah, it does. <laughs> but with the likes of podcasts, I mean, don't get me wrong. Podcasts, as much as they're taking off, I don't really listen to a lot of them. Mm-hmm. But again, it's because I don't really have the time a religious set. Because the, the type of podcasts that I want to listen to are the type of podcasts that you really have to pay attention on. Yes. But I don't have the time or the attention span to just sit and listen to somebody. So it's like like talking about entertaining media. My main choice is music. I'll, I, I, yes. I listen to music constantly. I've got music on literally in my headphones right now <laughs> because it's the only thing that will keep my attention span here and in the now, yeah, without me going, place. oh, look what's happening on Twitter on this screen. <laughs> like, I don't have that. So it's like, music is the, the um, a bigger entertainment side of things for me, but with podcasts, I can totally understand why the popularity podcasts are starting to come through. It's because more and more people are actually listening to people that A, know what the f- fuck they're talking about mm-hmm. and be of genuine people with genuine opinions that don't get swayed by popular yeah i think i think podcast popularity you hit the nail on the head is one they're they're at, they're, they're in a state where they're still genuine they're not corporate shill fests they're not yeah they're not bought out by you know, a lot of them are but the the the, the ones that are up and coming sort of like the underground Podcasts yeah. are more genuine. They're not. They're not corporate controlled, uh, talking points uh, machines anymore. And then I. I think that 
the other reason that podcasts are becoming so successful is they're not controlled. They're they're not they're not guided by an agenda for the most part. Like the 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 podcast you listen to is they're not they're not held hostage. Like you and I right now can talk about any fucking thing we want as long as it doesn't like yeah. right now on Twitch we can talk about certain things, certain things we can't yeah. like touch on, right? We can't talk about sexual violence in detail. We can't talk about stuff like that in graphic detail. We can still talk about those topics. But we can't just say like, you know, in graphic detail. Where if we were just to record this and we wanted to do a podcast where we touched on something like that, barring um barring the graphic nature of a topic, we can still put it on Spotify. We can still put it on Apple. Yeah. Where where a more centralized or um corporate controlled podcast wouldn't dare touch on that. Look like we talked about we talked about policing. We talked about cancel culture. We talked about um, stalkers. Like a lot of like a lot of people, a lot of topics that are divisive, and podcasts yeah. can touch on those divisive topics without the veil of corporate agenda. I feel. Yeah, no, I can agree. So yeah, um, and you brought up music. I know, I know, we're going a little long, but this is only our main topic, so I, I liked the exploration of it. Music is universal. And yeah. You know, music is one of those things that is a universal force for for the ability to just let your mind explore itself. Like if you're on a drive or if or like if I'm writing a script or working on a RPG story arc I will put on music and just let my mind go. It allows you to unlock, or at least in my in my experience, it allows you to just unlock yourself and just yeah. let let your creativity run free. Now, sometimes I'm drinking a beer, sometimes I'm drinking tea, mm-hmm. but music is that is that catalyst I feel for a lot of creativity. Yeah, and like Bilbo, Bill just said before he takes off, thanks for hanging out, Bill. Um, music can make you connect with people you never thought of. Like, I listen to international music all the time. I listen to, like, stuff from Germany. I listen to stuff from Scotland. Like, I just, the other day, I posted the Paul McKenna band stuff. That song, The Silent Majority, that I posted, dude, that hit, like, so hard. Yeah. And, like, I listen to all kinds of types of music because it allows me to experience different emotions, thoughts, and feelings, and allows me to be creative. So, let's let's put a final thought on entertainment and media. What? Hold on, I'm sending. Okay. Uh, You're sending what? I'm sending a message to Tim. I might, oh. I might as well just say that. No, I just put a YouTube video on the... Oh, yeah, document yeah. for yeah. this specific topic when you were talking about yes, how Bobby music Fair. is universal. Bobby Ferrin does a, it's like a three minute video on the pentatonic scale. Yes. And it basically, this, this one video pretty much sums up and proves how music is universal. Yes, it does not matter who it is or where you are in the world. This sums up music yes. and that's why I completely agree on uh, 
that statement that it does the music brings so like the thing that I love about music is it brings people together that you maybe have not even met. I I I have been to so many gigs in so many different countries, and it does not matter what country I'm in, whether or not I can speak the language. As soon as that musician starts playing and that sound hits your ears, everybody is like just there in that moment and it is the single most beautiful fucking thing that comes for it. Yeah, it really is. Um I just got food delivery. Yay <laughs> uh, we're having pizza apparently. Nope. Um but yeah, I one hundred percent I agree. Let's uh put a final note on entertainment and media. If if we were to sum up our thoughts in a final thought, what would we want to say going forward? I would probably say Music is fantastic. New age content creators on YouTube and Twitch are the future of entertainment. TV shows have their place as well as movies. News conglomerates can go fuck themselves. <laughs> nice. How's that for a final point? <laughs> you know, I'm gonna I'm I'm let that stand. I I can't say it better. I'm 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 gonna let that stand as the ult, the penultimate final thought right there. Well said, my friend. Let's move. Oh, which is is funny. We mentioned music because my happy ending has a music uh, element to it. So, moving on to the happy endings. Um, I think I went first last week, so let's do yours. Well, I was gonna say if if yours has a music element, you know what. Alright, well let's do that then. So, my happy ending is MIT scientist spins some music out of spiderwebs and it sounds otherworldly. And it's uh, copyright free so I can actually play it. So, nice. um, when I when I came across the article, which as long time viewers, long time viewers, <laughs> our listeners of the podcast know, Docs is a sucker for animal stories and science stories. And this is two worlds colliding. So this article basically talks about how MIT scientists have um, discovered that spiders, and we've known this for a while, um, spiders communicate through vibrations in their webs. They, they don't necessarily have the greatest eyes, but their world is a world of vibrations. So going off of that theory, a bunch of scientists have figured out that they were curious if when the spider webs vibrate, do they have do they have noise? Do they do they make noise or whatever? And if they do, if they do make noise or or uh, relay sound, is that a way to communicate with spiders? Oh Lord, here we go. So the the story talks about how these MIT students were. Um, looking into the different vibrations of the webs. So they, they basically recorded the vibration uh, signatures and then fed it through a program that attributed notes to the vibrations. Okay. And then the, this algorithm spit this sort of song out or this tune or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's really interesting. The, the, the thought that, um, because I never thought that spiders would view their world through vibration. Like I always thought, 
Like I watch Charlotte's Web, and I know spiders. They they build stuff, and you see in popular uh, entertainment where like if people are shrunk down and they 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 have to go across the spider web, they're like, don't don't vibrate the spider web, right? Yeah. But maybe I'm an idiot, but it never dawned on me that's how the spider knows what's going on. I just thought spiders see their prey and walk down their web. Yeah. No, I I can understand how every portrayal of spiders in programs, movies, cartoons portrayed that vibrations were a major part of their existence. I can understand how you would click on that. (laughs) So, as they break it down, as the story continues to break it down, they're using the, the vibrational signals and music notes to better understand how a spider... Um, interprets its world and then they got the brilliant idea to be like well if we can if we can interpret how a spider interprets these vibrations maybe we can communicate with it and like let me let me preface doc says no problem with spiders as long as they move along johnny don't come by me don't do you know bygones be bygones if you're not venomous Docs will try and shoot you outside. If you are venomous, I'm going to kill you. Sorry to say it. Can't help you there. Don't, That's not really fair. But don't just call why, on me. Why? Because a spider is a minor inconvenience to you. Do, do they need to die? Because like, if you bite me and I die, we got problems. Well, you walked into their house. <laughs> no, I did not. guy... If a guy walked into your house and started mucking up your house, are you going to go, look, can you can you please just, just, just no, you're going to fuck him. I don't like, tear down their webs. That's a different thing entirely. Don't you twist this. I'm saying if you come crawling across my desk or whatever, or you come down from my ceiling, over there is fine. Here, not fine. If I find he wants to come say hello. No, just I don't. How are you doing? No. no. Do you want to listen to my music? No, not right now. Not right now. I will shoot you away. Your amazing hat. I thought I just wanted to get someone's advice on it. Should I have a wee bit more bass in this part? No, No. I saw this happening. No, no, uh, uh, no. Which is why I can't live in Australia. I don't need to walk out of my bathroom and find a spider the size of my fucking dog. No, Mm -mm. although. To be fair, the hunt the wolf huntsman spider in Australia is not venomous. I would be more okay with finding one of those than finding a little fucking black widow. But we're getting that, off that topic. Man, I know, but we're going back on this topic. You've literally just said if you're venomous, but the huntsman the huntsman spider can literally walk along, pick you up on its fucking shooters, and walk you away. But, but it's not because venomous. it's no venomous, it's all right. Yeah, like, it won't kill that me. That makes no sense. <laughs> it's it's a friendly, non-venomous animal. I'm okay with that. But a black widow walks by and it's like, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to stomp the shit out of that. Or a brown recluse. Because those are potentially lethal. Where a wolf spider is just fucking creepy. <laughs> Until it drags you into its domain and eats you it, alive. It don't eat because humans. Because it's six feet tall. It's not human. It don't eat humans. So I don't got to worry about it. So I'm okay and with you it. Know? Hey, do you know? Did you do you speak? Do you speak yes. spider music? I, I got plenty of science that says they're not. <laughs> but anyway, we're getting off topic. But the fact that somebody would come up with the idea to equate 
my, and my dog, my, my dog is not eyeing my pizza. Like, she's over here up under my desk, like, you gonna give me something? No, no pizza for you. But the fact that they, they figured out a way to, um, identify different vibrational signatures and use music as a uni potential universal communication avenue intrigues me. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to play a sample of this. It's only a minute long. I'll probably play 20, 30 seconds. And then you guys give me your thoughts. So here we go. Let me eat a little bit of pizza. So that was a little sample. I don't. I, I know it's copyright free, but I also don't want to risk DMCA, even though it's copyright free. I think the the musical or or tonal variations on that is an interesting avenue because it's not like sound isn't already a viable uh, communication. Look at wolves, look at monkeys, look at us. We generate sound. We just form sound into words. Look at orcas who have an amazing level of sonic communication. So translating vibrational signals from a spider web into potentially a, a communication with spiders is kind of like blew my mind. And then to hear it, the music of the vibration of the web is another interesting sort of look into the animal kingdom that we don't, we don't until recently have had the, 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 the ability to perceive. Yeah. And I think that's an, I think that's an intriguing field going forward is what other alternate forms of communication have we missed that now we can examine? Yeah. I think it's definitely one of those stories that I'll I'll have to read and listen to when I'm sober because in my mind right now, all I'm thinking is there's a really, really, really good chance. Like, I'm not even talking, like, I'm talking like 70, 80% chance that the vibrations and the music that they've made of this web is literally this spider saying to another spider, here, I'm going to fuck you raw. We're <laughs> going to make a lot of babies. Like, it's like when you, you think me, like, people were sitting there going, oh, when you listen to the birds in the trees and it's such a beautiful song and that. No, that's birds saying, I'm over here, come fuck me, bitch. That's what a bird is saying. I mean, it could actually be that birds are screaming because they're scared of heights, and we don't know that. But to me, like, there's a good possibility that this music is basically boys to men, but the spider world, where it's, I'm going to fuck you so good, baby. Like, that's, that's where my mind is the new, and I think that takes away from how amazing this is. Because it is, like, like you were saying, it's... It allows us to potentially communicate with spiders in their language. So, in that sense, like you said, 
we, we, we could develop a way of being able to say to a spider, excuse me, spider, I don't really appreciate you being in my house this close. Do you think you could potentially leave? Like, I'm a wee bit weirded out because you've got eight legs and you might be poisonous. If you weren't poisonous, cool, but because you're poisonous and an inconvenience, I'm going to smush you. Like, <laughs> right. now we can, like, we can relay that information to the spiders in the future and be like, yo, um, like, what's up? Which yeah. is pretty cool. Like, it is, like, I, like, reading the little last bits in that where they're kind of, like, the team want to go with it is really quite interesting to think. And like you'd said, how many of these moments have we missed mm-hmm. or bypassed in other animal right. life? Like, where have we missed the potential of learning a deeper understanding towards nature? And a better understanding of being able to coexist with nature. Because if we can understand and potentially speak to animals in their own language, it would potentially make a, uh, an ability to coexist better. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I understand that most animals, their message to humans is, gonna fuck off and leave us alone. Like, I understand that that's a, that's a big possibility as well. Right. But... It is, it's just, it's, it is pretty cool how, especially the experiments, like how they, they use like 3D printers and that to, yep. to build the kind of like the fake webs, uh-huh. but it is like, it's definitely a story that I want to read more, like I want to actually go and read actual reports on it. Like I want it. I need. I need a deeper understanding of this. Yeah. This and, story. And Tim and Chat brings up the fact that they 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 did it in the way they did it, and how they like portioned out the web and and did stuff. But I don't I don't think it's necessarily the method how they got there, Tim. I think it's the potential and and the conceptual understanding of it that piques my interest more than the the method of how they did it. Cause like right now, if if like if I could talk to Nix, who's popping her head up or trying to pop her on my plate, I can I could definitely look at her and go, "Pizza's not for you," and she would understand. Where right now she's staring at me, and I know from her body language and the way she's looking at us, "You're gonna give me pizza, right?" But the fact that I can, I she'd be able to say, "Hey, hey, Dad, can I have a slice of pizza?" Then I could say, "No." But I'm really curious to know what your thoughts on pizza would be. <laughs> See, in that case, I'd be a mere thing. Me going, holy shit, I've got a talking dog. I'm <laughs> going to be a fucking millionaire. Like, that's where my mind's I wouldn't be really caring what the fucking, like, what their opinion on pizza is at that point. Yeah. Like, oh, my mind's on the moolah there. But, no, I can understand with, with uh, Tim's message there, because... It's in a similar case of languages of different countries. If you type in something into Google, like a French, either French or fuck them, right? <laughs> uh, if you were to put in like a French sentence or a, a German sentence into Google and translate it to English, it's never Google. I never, my phone's gone off because I said Google. <laughs> um, they're, they're listening. I know. Uh, 
it never comes out perfectly mm. because the translation, like certain certain languages, don't necessarily have all the words that we have. Yeah. Like the Spanish language, don't have past tense and future tense. They just mm. have words. It's it's just it's the context that makes the sentence make sense. Right. So, like with uh, Tim's view on it, if you were to take different parts of a web and do it, might be not what it is because you might actually need all of the uh, the it's the entire web makes the sentence make sense, right? If you cut it up, like you'll you you think if if you were to say a certain sentence in like German and it comes out as "Hello, my name" and such, but if you were to take each word, it doesn't make that sentence. It's right. it's something completely different. That's where I would say that the, you would need to really watch for because that is a potential. Like potentially, you could be misinterpreting. What yeah. it actually supposed to be? Yeah, I mean, as with anything, when it comes to communication, context is important. But the fact that some brainiac who's way smarter than me was like, "Yo, spiders communicate their vibrations. Let's equate those vibrations to musical notes, and then maybe use those musical notes to translate a message to the spider," is a, a groundbreaking concept because it's another way to access the animal kingdom that we didn't have before. It's just a highlight of what we what we do on, on this podcast a lot of highlighting fucking individuals who are doing shit to do shit to make things more interesting or available or better for the world in some way, shape, or form. My Discord's messing up. Yeah, I noticed you were you were frozen a little bit too, so hopefully it it, it fixes itself. But let's move on to your happy ending now. You have public gave names to over fifty snowplows in Scotland and they're hilarious. Yeah, my happy ending is a bit of a different one. Again, it's coming from Scotland because why why would you not want to do that? But basically in Scotland we have our snow gritters. So, the company that kind of deals with, like, the highway maintenance and stuff like that, they had, like, a, a I, I would, would they say it's a competition, but they had a, a kind of an appeal where they were asking everybody in the public to kind of put in what they would like to call their gritters that are going about Scotland. And they kind of stem back from when the UK government or this a company in the UK asked uh, the public to name the boat, and the boat's now new name is Boaty McBoatface. <laughs> so basically, they asked the government or like the the public to name. There was like fifty gritters that they were putting out. Now, there's always been like they've always tried to name their uh, the, the the gritters. Like I can always remember, we used to have a gritter and a like the snowmobiles things, but. We used to have one that was called Gary Gritter. Okay. Because that's just fucking hilarious. But I found this use story. It was fairly like a, a couple of months ago where they basically announced the names of all these new gritters that they had. And it's such a beautiful and hilarious story. Listen, 
are reading some of the things. Like you've got ones like Sleepwood Mac, which is <laughs> like uh, Melter Skelter, Pramo Salter, Spready Van Halen, Sir Grits Hoy, Sweet Child of Brine, Creedence Clear Road Survival. Oh, <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. Like they're just Lord Coldemort. <laughs> that's that's it's between that one and you've got Brainstone Plowboy, Freeze Witherspoon. But the best one that I've always seen and I'm gonna see if they've got it or they've not got it in that website, but in the first website they've got it is Spready Mercury. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Which is going to be one of the Best fucking named snowflake. I mean, you've got snowshoe distance as well. That's um, a good one. But it was just when I seen Spready Mercury and I thought fucking. They've also got one. There's one there, and it's called You're a Blizzard. Hat. <laughs> nice. Yes, it's just such a. one that says on Her Majesty's slippery service. Yes, yeah, they've got a lot of James Bond theme ones, mm. like Doctor Snow and License to Chill. Yeah, good. I like those. <laughs> But it, it's just such a, a feel good like we don't have that it, here. We no? don't name we don't name our plows. We like they're like it's a snowplow, and over there over here we hate our snowplows. Like everybody's like fuck them snowplows because they they fucking plow in your drive, and you're like fuck those guys. So when See, go ahead. <laughs> oh, I was just going to say I think it, it just kind of sums up Scotland because like. I've never ever came across stories like this from like England or Wales or Northern no. Ireland and that, but I think it's because we get a lot more snow. But <laughs> it's another, it just reiterates the point that the Scots just, we're here to have a good fucking time. That's it. We'll just, like there was once, I don't, I don't think it was in Scotland, where they were wanting to name a bridge. Uh-huh. And the name that won was Chuck Norris. <laughs> yeah, I heard that. They turned around and said that they couldn't call the bridge Chuck Norris because nobody crosses Chuck Norris. <laughs> <laughs> you like, that's fucking phenomenal. Yeah, uh, that that is that's just that's European humor right there. Yeah. But uh, but like it, it does go into the things like you've got uh, Sofa King, mm-hmm. which is a store here, and their kind of thing is that they're cheap. So you get Sofa King cheap, if you want. <laughs> like, we just seem to take joy and humour and a lot of things. Like, there's a dog groomers mm-hmm. company here, and it's called Doggy Style. <laughs> <laughs> like, you wouldn't get away with that in um of other countries. We we have a... The, the dog groomer stuff, there are, there are some humorous... Uh, some humorous dog groomer stuff, but yeah, doggy style. That's 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 one for the ages, right there. Yeah, like it, it just seems like Scotland just is like when I was talking about doing the the courier company. One of the names before I started, because my surname's Clifford, and obviously you had Clifford the big red dog. I fucking, I hated that through school. I was bullied something terrible for that. Mm. But one of the things I always wanted, I always had this vision of opening up my own driving school and calling it the Big Red L. Like, <laughs> the Big Red L. Because, yeah. But now we're looking at it as, do I call my logistics company 
Clifford Logistics, the big red L, because it's the logistics company. All right. Like that. That's like, like it's got to a stage in Scotland, especially, where you're like, no, if we're a company, it has to be fucking hilarious, because it's the only way people are going to remember this company. <laughs> Yeah, it's, so it's now a competition. They have the weirdest and funniest fucking name. Like, not wrong to, with that. like we've got a Chinese restaurant called Walk This Way. Yes, you mentioned that <laughs> off street. You mentioned that before off street. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, like so many. Like we've got Walk This Way and Walking Wall. <laughs> <laughs> like, we just don't give a fuck. We're like. Fuck it, it's hilarious. Let's, let's there laugh. Was, there was a Chinese place in one of my travels, and I don't know where, because I've been all around the country. There there was a place called Long Walk. And I was like, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. I'm going for Long Walk. And they were like, oh, yeah, give me the, give me the General Sows. But, yeah, I, over here, that seems like a rarity, where over there, over there and other parts of the country or other parts of the world, it seems more acceptable to lean in to the humor of something. Yeah. Where over here, it's like, you got to have a brand. You got to be respectable. You got to, you got to have something that people are going to remember. And over there, they're like, it's, 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 it's not a thing. Doggy style. We're calling it doggy style. So I like it. And I think, I think if, if we did name our snow plows, people would be less of a dick to plow drivers. You think Mr. Plow for the Simpsons? That's yep. like a national hero. Yes, he is. <laughs> so, like, I do think that's what you have to go with. Yep, he made it up the mountain. <laughs> exactly, Fulking Restaurant. Yep, Fulking Restaurant. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. But I agree. I think I think more people should lean into the the lighthearted nature of stuff more than the serious side, and it, it does seem from like. From knowing you the couple months that I have, and I have a year now that I've known you, it does seem like the Scottish just don't give a fuck as much as yeah. like the rest of the like world because they're like, ah, eh, fuck it, we're Scottish. Yeah, I think that's definitely like there's there's a time to be serious. We all understand that. There's definitely right. like there's some situations where you need to be serious, but in most cases, you don't have to be so serious. Just why why you why are you allowing life that it's it's funny because when you find me a life like people are like oh life is so quick well the life is the longest thing you'll ever do yep like like there's the arguing that it's the longest thing you'll ever do is live but like you have in the grand scheme of things we are here in such a small fucking time scale in the grand of everything, why spend it being serious and grumpy? Just yeah. let's have a laugh. Let's share that comedic effect with each other and just enjoy the life that we've been handed because, like, we are so fucking... There's a... a, a... This actually makes it even thing, mate, right? Is... I've got a quote stuck on my, my, my board that I have there all the time as a reminder. It's by Richard Dawkins, and it's in the Unweaving the Rainbow, Science Delusion and Appetite for Wonder. And what he says is a quote. It's a bit long, but it's no long. He says, we are going to die, and that makes us the lucky ones. 
most people are never going to die because they are never going to die. The potential people who could have been here in my place, but who will in fact never see the light of day outnumber the sand grains of Arabia. Certainly those unborn ghosts include great, greater poets than Keats, scientists greater than Newton. We know this because the set of possible people allowed by our DNA so massively exceeds the set of actual people. In the teeth of these stupefying odds, it is you and I and our ordinariness that are here. We privileged few who won the lottery of birth against all odds. How dare we whine at the inevitable turn to that prior state from which the vast majority have never stirred. That is a quote that just kickstarts me every fucking morning because it is is we are so fucking lucky to exist at this specific time if we were born six million years earlier we would not have survived if we were born in six million years in the future who the fuck knows but we are born at this specific time with these specific people around us why allow stupid, mundane, unimportant things ruin that experience? Yeah. Like, we need to just enjoy what life is. Life is supposed to be lived. That's why it's called life. It, it's not called wait until you die. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely agree that quote is something that a lot of people if if more people were were around that sort of mantra, there would be a lot less of the you know, the bitching and the whining. But then again in a way life what am I trying to say? Life isn't about punching a time clock, paying your bills. It's about Finding the moments in between where you're where you're not worried about the bills or worried about the rent or worried about getting to work. You have to relish the uh the times where there is that window of life. Yeah. And if you're gonna sit there and fucking be like, Oh well, my life sucks, yada yada yada, then jog on, dude. I don't need you. But like yeah. if I've got if I've got an hour or, or forty five minutes, I wanna look at somebody and be like, I got an hour. What the fuck are we doing? And it could be like, let's watch a TV show and laugh or let's cook something. It's in those little moments and those little spaces um that you can really truly live. Now some of us live better than others because, you know, they, they don't have as many burdens or Yeah, exactly, wanna play some pool. They don't have any bird, as many burdens or responsibilities or they may not have any health issues, but that doesn't mean that your just because they don't have your uh, concerns or issues, they don't have their own. Yeah. So they need to find their own ways to live their lives. And let's be frank, having a lot of money allows you to live a lot more than, say, the guy working 45 hours a week at one job and, and sloughing 30 at another. But even then, they got their own burdens to bear. So I yeah. think that, I think your quote is a great, or that, that re- the quote you read, not your quote, okay. is, a, uh, is, is, is a mentality that more of us should adapt. And even me, because 
Some days I get up and I'm like, oh, fuck my life. I can't. Like <laughs> Thursday, I had to crawl out of bed to get to the bathroom. I couldn't move my legs. And it didn't get me down, but I was definitely like, oh, I see how this is going to go. Yeah. And then I went to work and a couple of drivers that I know came in and they made me laugh and, and whatnot. And it allowed me to kind of refocus. So I, yeah. I, I think we need to keep everything in perspective. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that is like, I know it's easy for somebody that sees it that way. Like, for me, I, I always strive to see the positives in every mm-hmm. situation. And I know it can be a difficult, tiresome thing to try and see the positives. Because there is some things where, like, something drastic, like, like um, when my uh, nana uh, was diagnosed with cancer, like, it's hard to see the positives in that. But see, when she had cancer, it did draw the family that bit closer together. Mm-hmm. We started spending more time together. So in my mind, yeah, it was a terrible thing. And like it's something that I would never wish on anybody. But at the same time, like, look at the positives that can come from it. Right. Like, we all came closer together. Like, I'm not saying like you, you don't you, like everything's going to have positive, but sometimes you have to see that. Like if, when on Thursday you woke up and you said that you had to crawl a, to the bathroom because you couldn't use your legs. Like my mind immediately goes, "Yes, long day in bed." I wish. Like, is that okay? Well, I can't walk, so I might as well spend it in the bed watching the telly. Like that's immediately where my right. mind was in that sort of pause. Like, I know it wasn't an option for you. You had right. to get like get up and get to work. But, like, at the same time, if you have that sort of, yes, fuck it, day in bed, even though you still have to get up, it's still that positive enforcement that, like you said, when you finally got into work and drivers came in and made you laugh, made you smile, it sort of helped spur you on. Mm-hmm. In some cases, you can also be that person that spurs you on. Yep. Like, see the comedy in it. Like, yeah. See the... The, the funny side where you can be like, oh, I guess that's just... Like, you see it yourself with me and, like, just fucking chats and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like I'll I'll make jokes about myself yep. in my situations because at the end of the day, what what am I going to do? What, what use is greeting about it going to do? Right. Like, I'm, like if, you, if you cry about it or get angry about it, you're just going to punish yourself twice. Because you're punishing yourself for that feeling about it, and then you're still going to have to deal with it. So there you mm-hmm. go, you've just punished yourself twice. So I know it's difficult, and I know, like, I'm not saying that it's going to be an easy thing and it's an easy fix, and just because I can do it, everybody can be able to do it. I, I'm not, I'm really not saying that, but all I'm saying is in, in some situations, try and see the comedic side of it where it can go because it might just be that kick you need to kind of just drag yourself out and get yourself to work. Like, like when you talk about how like your work weeks and that have been gone and it's easy to turn around and go, oh, just think two months time, you can tell them to go fuck themselves, you're moving yeah, across right. the country, everything's going to be great. That doesn't help you in the now. Right. But, at the same time, that comedic and positive attitude might just be enough to get you through. Yeah, to that a, point. There's and a the, saying that's where's the comedy. 
Yeah, because like that's like as I said, like I'll I'll keep on making the jokes about how uh you're a security guard to just sit <laughs> your ass and do nothing in that. But I know fine well just how hard security drivers have it. Yep. Or no security drivers, but security and as a a, a organization and a, a business like it, it's a difficult job, and I have full respect for you, but. I just try and find it because I know just how stressing and taxing on you your job is. And yeah. for me, all I can see is, well, me putting more shit onto you is they going <laughs> to help you along. Like, if I can try and bring some form of comedic thing, it might just be that little, that little, just that wee bit of on your health bar to get you there. Mm. Like it might only be ten HP, but sometimes <laughs> but ten something. HPs they make a break. Exactly. Like sometimes it comes down to points. So that's the way I see it. Is it's just if we can all bring ourselves just that little bit of positive and comedic outlet uh, outlay, it might just be enough. And I know you don't want to live through life just enough, but it can make. As I said, it can make or break your future of it like yep. it might be the turning point that spurs you on enough that you catch that break that like say like you're looking at the podcast and the streaming and stuff like that if this was to take off like no putting any pressure on it because that's not how we roll right. but if it was to take off where you can then go i can do this full time that's awesome but that's down the line yep. we're still in the now Right. So let's let's dream about the, the, the later. That's that's fine. Do that if you want. But you need to remember in order to get to the later, you need to do the now. And yep. if you can make the now that little bit easier for you, then go for it. Just just make it as easy as you can because I know fine well just how fucking hard hitting life can be that just when you think you get that step further, it again and drag yourself all the way back yeah so is my thing all broken up again a little bit but i caught up <laughs> yeah all right, but no, right i i get what you're saying and i totally agree if, if 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 anybody if anybody's in a situation where you're you're getting beat down and and life and shit is just riding your ass just just be patient just look try and find that one little nugget that you can latch onto that maybe it's a joke, maybe it's a smile, maybe it's maybe it's you fell on your ass on the way to work. You're like, <laughs> fuck, my pants are wet. But in that moment, you're like, fuck, my pants are wet. Like, it, it's it's that thing. Yeah, the, 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 the phrase, this too shall pass, is so apropos. But I think on that note, Chris, I want to commend you on another great show. So where can the listeners and the viewers find you to get at you to spread their comedy your way? You can catch me on Twitter <laughs> at C 90 um, You can catch me on the YouTube channels. You can get me in the Discord. <laughs> and you can catch me on Twitch. Uh, same again, same handle, ChrissyC90, where I occasionally stream. I don't know when the next time I'm streaming. I might stream later tonight, might stream tomorrow, but... Who knows? It's just we just roll it. We just roll. Yep, yep. And I am Dox Ryan. You can get at me with any of your feedback, comments, little shines of comedic um, nuggets at Twitch 
or on Twitch at Dr. Twitch.tv slash Dr. Ryan. You can get me at me on Twitter at Dr. Ryan, Instagram, the same one, and YouTube. Do, by all means, share with us your feedback and your stories. Do us a favor. Mm -hmm. If you listen to the podcast instead of watch it, rate and review the podcast. That goes a long way to helping us turn this into a full-time gig. And, um, you know, that's, that's just it, man. If, if, if we've done anything to spark an interest or, or shared a story that, you know, got you thinking, let us know, hit us up. We're always willing to talk. We're always willing to hear from your perspective. So say goodbye, Chris. Bye, Chris.